And now, for some intro music. Hello, and welcome to the Bits and Pieces podcast. We're nevyless this week. He's gone. But that's fine, though, because we're talking about E3, and Nevy didn't watch E3, so... Exactly. It's just us, but... Uh, I mean, we didn't watch you know, much of it either. If anything, the person most qualified to talk about E3 from Bits and Pieces isn't with us either. So. Yep. Yep. It's, uh, it's kind of kind of our fault. But, uh, you know, whatever, let's brush over it. We watched some of E3, and that's what counts, and we're here to round it up. This is the Bits and Pieces entertaining E3 extravaganza, or as we're shortening it to, the Bits and Pieces entertaining E3 extravaganza. That's pretty good. That's, uh, that's, if you count the, the nested E's, that's five total E's. Exactly. Impressive we'll stuff. Call it 5e. 5e. <laughs> That's a good one. Dungeons and Dragons so, 5e. We're going to power through most of the games E3 in under an hour. Precisely. Promise promise now. Under an hour. Yep. Let's not uh let's not talk about how that will turn out to be untrue and let's get started. Yeah, so in chronological order, let's start with the EA conference. The EA conference. Electronic Arts, the sixth E, the sixth, the mis- the mystery sixth E, and an extra A. So, what what did they bring to the table, and do we want to push it off the table and tell them to go home? Uh, not all of it. I mean, a lot of people want to push Command and Conquer Rivals off the table, as everyone was surprised when a new Command and Conquer game was announced but quickly became very angry when it turned out it was a mobile game. It does seem cruel to do that. Because Yeah, uh, I think it like, seems to have started a trend. Well, I get not, not so much a trend. It's a continued theme of publishers refusing to give up IPs when they could just make something an original story. Yeah, but, it's a... Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you consider it, the I feel kind of bad for hardcore C&C fans, because if you'll remember, the last uh, Command & Conquer game was not a proper one either. It was some free-to-play game on PC yeah, it was like a, that died. It was a, like it was a browser game, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, I think so. Uh, it was trash, so I heard. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, like, the, but yeah, like that, I mean, to look at it very briefly, I've read a little bit about it, and it does sound like a... You know, an interesting mobile game spin on the strategy genre. Like it, they've simplified it down, and you're now fighting over three control points. Right. And it, and it, like, you know, it sounds like that they are doing something interesting different, but it's kind of been. Yeah, it's not going to get a good reception because, like, uh, they've, yeah, they've pitched it to people that have been waiting for. Exactly. It's like. You know, it's like if you had someone who you knew has been, who you knew, who you know has been starving for months. And you uh, make, instead of giving them food, you give them a very bad and tenuous metaphor for the release of a video game. That's what it's like. They've shown up 
at the basement of a crowd of people who have done nothing for 10 years but carve Brotherhood of Nod symbols into the walls. <laughs> uh, but they didn't bring them nope. the thing that they wanted. Unbelievable, unbelievable stuff. Unbelievable scenes. So I was never really a CNC fan, so I can't really uh, get upset about it, but it's a bit no, dark. I've, yeah, I've only tried, like, I think one of the bad ones. I've played a couple uh, and they were fun. Like, they were enjoyable. I think I played uh, whatever the, the modern day one was. CNC Generals, I think. It was fun. And I played I, one of the Red Orts. I played one of the, I played the one that had the, the big movable bases. Right. Uh, I can't even remember what, what, which one that was. didn't stand out. Uh, so, kicking that off the table. Exactly. Boot it off the table and continue onwards. Uh, big game. They announced... Well, they didn't announce. They announced it last year, but Anthem... Yep. Which is their Destiny-like sort of co-op PVE, doing lots of raids, leveling up, leveling up your character mm-hmm. game. That is what by it looks Bioware. Like. Bioware, exactly. And uh, again, I think it's another one that's had a bit of a backlash. In the, I think after their like the the reveal last year's E3, there were there were some people who were still kind of holding out hope that underneath the kind of co-op stuff that they were talking about, you know, there would still be a a trad Bioware game in there. And from what we've seen, it seems like it's definitely a departure from their their normal genre into a new new kind of, a new space for them. Yeah, it's it's very much that, like, modern shooter MMO breed of game. Yeah, kind of. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it looks it looks a lot. Well, I, it doesn't. It yeah, it does. It looks like Destiny. Like uh, there's not really much other way to put it. It does kind of yeah, much of got... the same. It has the same kind of feel as well, in that it does that thing where it's like everything's really vague and you don't know what's really going on, and it's like go go here and kill these uh, these guys that are trying to do this this ancient ritual, and it's like. All right. It's the yeah, it's Everything the aspect thing of you are the people that can interact with the ancient alien technology. I read a breakdown of the story and it just sounds mad. Like the gods were building a planet, but they didn't finish building it. Lazy. And now the planet building tools were left behind, and there's an evil alien race, and they want the planet building tools all right it was it was unclear but the main takeaway i took was the fact that it's a bioware game but you can't romance anyone can't romance anyone exactly there's no shagging in it and so yeah i mean what's the point they said you can be in the bin in the bin yeah they said you can be good pals and there might be some uh pal scenes they reference some some uh around with the chaps (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they refer- they reference the Citadel DLC from Mass Effect Three, and the- and the scene where Shepard and Garrus kick back and shoot some cans, right. yeah. but but no kissing, no kissing, no kissing. That's that's pretty. It, if like they, there was also this really weird thing that they said, right? Which was uh there won't be romance in the game, but if at some point in the future there were to be romance in the game, the DLC would be free. 
Um, and that's just such a, a weird, <laughs> like, uh, non-committal way of saying anything, really. Which is kind of how the whole thing comes off. Like, I think they're trying to let people down gently that it isn't a traditional Bioware game. In the, like... I don't know if they will really expect you to care about the characters all that much anyway. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like it's like they would they were sort of they they were trying to upsell the kind of characters that exist in the the hub world, I guess where mm-hmm. you get your where you get your quests and the people that you know manage the shop. Um but it does sound like it's not a narrative focused game. It's about serving yeah. the, the I mean, like the sort of raid missions and beating up big monsters. Yeah, and I can imagine it having like an interesting kind of backstory if they go into it, but uh, I can't imagine um, it having like really you know gripping character drama or whatever. Because at the end of the day, it seems like it's just going to be you know they're basically quest givers who will send you out to do things with your pals. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, for one, I, I kind of like that kind of game, so I'm not going to be too down on it. I mean, I kind of enjoy those sorts of uh, co-op, uh, big, numbery RPG things. So I- I'm not going to be like, oh, no, it's crap. But I can understand why people might be disappointed in it, because you know. Yeah, like I've never, I haven't, I didn't jump on the Destiny truck, and it it, it looked super fun. But I think there's something about the sort of vi- like the the vague storyline of it that just. Yeah, didn't hook me. It's kind I of that's it's a it's a similarly vague, just kind of sci-fi-ness. Yeah, sort but, of like uh, I mean, I I kind of get it in that it can be sort of cool from an aesthetic standpoint, and it can give you a lot of leeway to do stuff. But yeah, I don't think it's it's not really a substitute for uh, what I think people have come to expect from Bioware, which isn't maybe not like the most, as you say, the most inventive arcs for general stories. Right, but a lot of like uh, detailed character a, interaction. Yeah, like it, they they create engaging characters that you you kind of you fall in love with, or you like. I like them, and I want to see them and follow their story. Oh well, so but you know, we'll out. we'll see how it turns out. But I think what it sounds like to me, the way they're speaking, is essentially expectations management. I think. Because they have seen other games fall prey to people having the wrong expectation of it, and then people getting upset when it's not what they want it to be. And I think they know they have a, a reputation, and I think that the way they're speaking, they're basically trying to uh, let people know what the game's going to be. Mm. Anyway, moving on, we've not got all day. Nope, now it's time to mm. run through a house, jump out the window, and shoot a Nazi, because it's Battlefield 5. I thought you were going to say it's Unraveled 2. Yep. Battlefield 5. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I kind of like... The story trailer looks interesting. I think... Yeah, that... like, I thought... I, I just want to every, every game that comes out and is in any way themed to World War 2 gets my interest. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't play most of them, but I'll, <laughs> I'll sort of be like, that looks interesting. Uh, and I, I played a little bit of Battlefield 1. Mm-hmm. Um, dropped out of the series for a bit, so I missed um, two, three, yeah, no. four. Fair enough. So I think I'll jump back in at five. Yeah, no, I mean, I think uh, you know they they started releasing a game every uh, what, like three months, and that's how they've got to five so fast. So I mean, now that we've played out that joke, time to move on. Yeah, yeah, let's uh, let's get moving. My fault, my fault entirely. Yeah. Anyway, for I think uh, that. I think 
I think uh, they're kind of getting better at story modes each time, and so if they kind of really try this time, they might do a decent one. Yeah, uh, like I like I liked the little sort of vignette sort of stories from the wide theatre that they did. Mm-hmm. I don't think it necessarily uh, one. cohered, and they were of sort of variable quality. Some of them were a bit dafter than others, but yeah, I think that it, it kind of worked. Um, anyway, yeah, I don't know. yeah, like it looks. I I really I I like the look of it. Um, yeah, it looks it looks like a battlefield game basically. Yeah, I like I like the. There's, I guess I think there's a renewed emphasis on like. Well, that's the thing they do it every year. Every year is the how do we get people to. To at least try and play as a team. Yeah. And every year it's like, <laughs> here is the thing that is going to make you guys play as a team. Um, and I like, I do, I, I like that their effort, but it kind of rarely works. And so this year, it's every you can, when you go, when you get knocked down, you can be revived by anyone on your team. All right. Okay. That's interesting. And so it's like stick with your squad because sorry, well, it's not anyone on the team. Anyone in your squad. Can okay. Right. You, you don't. You don't. You don't have to be a medic. Okay. That's uh, interesting. Being a medic just means you revive people faster, and they revive to. F- and when you yeah to more health, take them back yeah. up again, they uh, come back with more health. All right, but that, like that it, sounds pretty good. It looks cool. They've taken they've got a f- they've taken the sort of base building from Fortnite. You can now build structures. Really, and... I didn't even I didn't even see that. Yeah, like it, it's it's pretty cool. So that, that you can build sort of you can build sandbag walls, All right, machine okay. gun nests, uh, vehicles can tow. Um, Weaponry, so they can tow anti-tank guns or that tow sound, that sounds pretty anti-aircraft cool. guns. Maybe questionably yeah, that, broken, but it sounds cool. Yeah, well, that was the thing. Like the because that first trailer that they released, which was it was a really beautiful trailer, the one that got everyone really pissed off because it you know had been near a woman. Yeah, exactly. Had uh, cooties. Uh, yeah, like I thought that was really. It was very. It was very chaotic. Kind of difficult to kind of understand what was going on, but at the same time, the sort of it was very kinetic, and the flow of it was really cool. Yeah. And it was just a very nice trailer to watch. Because mm-hmm. um, I think it was, it was just trying to sort of trying to convey the multiplayer experience. And yes. Yeah, no, it, it, it looks gorgeous. Um, I think they showed a demo of... I'm a sucker for any mission that's, like, in a World War II game that starts in a sort of... in a troop transport plane. <laughs> Might like, as well, yeah. And, and, Anything that starts in a DC three, go look like, around at the other guys. Yeah, some some gruff Englishman sat, shouts, "Stand up, hook up!" Oh, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> love it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm kind of looking forward to it, but I don't. I don't know if I'll buy it straight off. I might because uh, I mean, I played a lot. Of, well, I say a lot. I I got Battlefield one on sale like last year, and I played a good bit of it. It was quite fun. I think it was last year. It could have been early this year. Anyway, uh, yeah, yeah I think I got enjoyable. it in. Yeah, I got. I think I got it in, in March. It's Didn't pretty play. fun. Yeah, it could have been like yeah, uh, played... you're right. It could have been like three months ago. I might be completely wrong. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah. Cool. I, that's a uh, Battlefield, Battlefield 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 V, as is the way. Looks it looks good. Like one of the, the good and battle, battlefields. Could be a good and um, battlefield. Could the be. game I'm most excited I'm most excited for from EA, but have absolutely no information on is. Respawn are working on a new Star Wars game. You see, I Jed- had not even heard of this. Okay, I'll let yeah, you say they were, the title they pretty- before I speak. Uh, Jedi, The Fallen Order. I'm pretty sure I've got that right. Yes, that is what it but says they're... in the notes, so I'm hoping it's right. I know, I wrote the notes. Oh, so oh, that, like... oh I can't trust you. <laughs> so I just don't trust myself. But I'm pretty sure it's called Jedi, The Fallen Order. Right. Um, 
because like I'm saying, I hadn't even heard of it. Because again, I only I think I only saw like the tail end of the E3 conference. And so they were very bit. low key about it. Like I don't, they haven't shown. I've seen this. I haven't. I've seen it. There's, there's no. I haven't even seen pictures of it. Like they've right. shown no concept art or anything. Is this the bit where like they were just speaking to what's his name, the respawn guy in the audience, and he just like announced the game? Well, I didn't even watch the conference. Like this, I, just, I didn't this watch either. But I remember, I remember seeing someone making a joke about whatever his name is. Is his name Zampella? Am I thinking that right? Somebody Zampella? Maybe I'm wrong. Anyway, and he just like announced the game, uh, and someone was making a joke about how he just made it up. But <laughs> I think that could be. I'd the heard, case. I'd heard murmurings of that that they were working on it before, but it's pretty exciting. Like I really, because re- yeah, respawn. Uh, who worked on Titan, Titanfall and Titanfall 2. Two, two pretty cracking games. But they're, I think they're very different experiences to the experience that everyone will expect from this game. Mm, uh, perhaps. Which is, you know... Like, I think... Cause, I mean, there, was, there, was, there was... Star Wars 1313 that was the... Yes, rest in peace. Much-heralded, much anticipated... Endlessly hyped and eventually cancelled. Yep. Uh, I, single player game that was going to be set in oh, sort sorry. of the crime world. The crime world. If if anything else, if if anything else, if nothing else, at least we can be happy that the game was cancelled because it never got an opportunity to let us down. So true. There we go. But yeah, so I, I do. So wonder- I mean, yeah, like. Judging by the name, sounds like you're playing a Jedi. You could uh, be, which is exciting because both you know a lot of the a lot of the you know what was the last game we had where you played a Jedi? Force Unleashed must have been. That's yeah, probably. Uh, I think this a lot of the success will kind of hinge on how good the lightsabers are. Yeah, that's what I wonder because right, right. So these guys like respawn. They're a shooter studio. Mm. So, what are they gonna do about lightsabers? If it's about Jedi, like, are they going to have like melee sword fighting mechanics in the game? Because I'm assuming, I'm assuming it will at least have a fair degree of focus on multiplayer because, you know, it's respawn the ex COD guys. And yeah, like I, that's the thing. I think everyone's hoping for an exciting Star Wars single player experience. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of hoping for that, but I, I think that would be uh, like just just because I mean, the word Jedi's in there, you're hoping for like something something in, in the vein of like of Jedi Knight Academy or yeah yeah um, yeah. I, I, it's fair to kind of expect that, especially since uh, for what it's worth, I think Titanfall Two had a really good campaign. It did, yeah. I think, but but the thing is, like all the stuff we've in, like, I love Titanfall Two, but it, it's such a vastly different experience from what people are hoping for which is kind of the slightly the games we kind of view with the the rose tentacles which are the jedi knight games yeah all of the all of the old classic star wars games i, I don't want I, I just i hope people in a way don't like misplace their hope like that that it'll be that kind of game it could be respawn might be going you know in a completely different direction and that would be really cool because i think a lot of these big publisher owned developers don't really you know they don't really branch out. They're kind of paid to make their their specific type of game, but it would be very nice if that was the kind of game they were making. But I mean, at the end of the day, it is EA not exactly known for creative risks? 
and it is respawn. So you have to think it will yeah, like, likely be a game with a reasonable multiplayer focus and perhaps mm. an engaging single player campaign. But yeah, because I think everyone everyone's hoping for that like the big epic single player experience. But mm-hmm. that's kind of not what we've seen respawn do. Like the Titanfall two campaign was great, and it but it was it was yeah. concise. Like it, it offered you a really fun experience that did lots of little little bits like levels each individual level often tried out a new mechanic but it didn't it wasn't a long experience yeah it was i heard it was just a really good example of that kind of the kind of uh single player campaign design that uh they're kind of known for yeah like it didn't there was nothing that wasted your time it was kind of here are here is you know six to eight hours of just good fun mm-hmm Oh well. Anyway, we'll see what happens with it because again, the lightsabers have to be good, and uh, we'll we'll see. Hey, eh? hopefully, we'll hear more about it. Don't want to spend too much time on it since uh, we don't know that much about it, and it'll just be speculation. Let's uh, let's wrap up the the right. yeah, Unravel Two was announced. Aye. I didn't play Unravel. Neither did I. But one. I heard it was good. I think I think uh, I think Nevi and Chelsea have played it. Yeah, it was the. They're not here. The, we are the, the game where you are made of yarn. Yes, the protagonist is you called are called Yarny. Yarny. I made a bad joke. <laughs> that <laughs> yarn-like. That a anyway. lot of people at the conference heard Laurel. Laurel, uh, and the, there was a big debate: was it Yarny? Was it Laurel? So is that supposed to be like a slightly? It's a played-out joke. We're going to move on. <laughs> Nice. Right. <laughs> Let's move on. That's probably uh, going to be good. I, I, I remember that, seeing the first game. It looked nice. Yeah. It like you're you're kind of unraveling yourself and like your little character made a string. How do you like you like throw out your string to like hook over things and swing? But now it's co-op, so I, you can I, knit with your friend. I remember it had a really nice like art style. Like the game looked like the string looked really good. Like that was some mm. good looking string. Anyway, there we go. And anyway, I don't want to don't want to string them along too long on uh, something I know nothing about. Before we unravel, unravel. Yeah, I think this is unraveling. Bethesda, Awful. Bethesda, Bethesda conference, Fallout seventy six. Right, we, there's a whole list of of shit, right? But the issue is, so we have what? Yeah, Fallout seventy six. That's the big one, right? Then there's two things that, that are also probably large ones, but that they basically just only announced the title of. Yeah, I mean, so should we do that? Elder Scrolls Six. Yeah. It's a game. It's, They're making it. It's real. We kind of knew. We kind of knew they were making it already. Didn't learn much. Picture some mountains. Couple of drum beats. If it's a multiplayer survival game, Todd Howard dies in a ditch. Right. <laughs> That's not a threat. Done. Okay, Todd, don't send the police. Right. Uh, it's only slightly a threat. But yeah, and Starfield. Uh, What's Starfield? We don't know what Starfield is. It's the word Starfield over a background which itself is a starfield oh yes there you go i mean bethesda will it be an rpg who knows what it'll be uh, well apparently it's a space rpg that's all right okay there we go uh, right nice um so those, those two are because it's not worth speculating on them because uh there's more doom we, we doom just is getting end a up, sequel that's good that's good i like that because or I like DLC. Doom. I want to shoot Doom, uh, demons in the face again with shotguns. Either way, we're all doomed. Uh, Eternally doomed. Wolfenstein Youngbloods, which is the next Wolfenstein game, going to be co-op. Yeah, you play as BJ Blaskovich's 
twin daughters, I believe. Yeah, and it's set in the eighties. So in the eighties, seem, just it seems like a continuation Wait. of. I, I always forget strong. when the actual games are supposed to be set, but yeah, I guess they're supposed the to be like because they're kind of weirdly sci-fi. Six, the new ones. Yeah, they're like it's in it's during the sixties. Yeah, it's like a, a kind of yeah. Well, the, the last one was very obviously sixties, but it's one of those yeah, things I, I don't even like think about the eighties or anything because anyway. Yeah, that sounds cool. I'm looking forward to it. But then I didn't. I've I not played. I guess Cult it would New have. Colossus I guess. Yet. Well, see, like they look. Assuming you're playing as twin daughters, then it's probably yeah. Like that's if it was like sixty-five was. Yeah, yeah. There you go. That yeah, it's twenty years. About, twenty years time. About sixty-five. About makes sense. Uh, it's hopefully you know Wolfenstein has great characters, and I think the story is probably the game's strongest point. So mm-hmm. nice to see that continue. Look forward to the kind yeah. of execution of it. Yeah, the eighties has plenty of scope for great music. So mm-hmm. Rage... I look forward to their their riffs on yeah. on that on riffs. Um, right, Rage Two. Uh... Opened with a riff. The uh, the conference for that opened with I think their team literally playing rock, performing. So a, I heard. A, so a I rock heard. Song. There was, was there was a, they cutting... keep doing that, and I don't really know why. I'll, there's another one I'll talk about later that was even weirder. Uh, they just kept cutting between the, uh, I think I guess it was the the one of the the lead developers for Rage, perf- being the lead singer for this rock band, sort of shoving a mic down his pants, uh, and the very unamused games journalists in the audience. <laughs> the squares in the audience not finding it entertaining, but yeah, yeah I mean the uh, band were having a great time. Yeah. Anyway, the original Rage, it was all right. Uh, it wasn't that good. Surprised it got a sequel. I, I am nothing, very surprised it got nothing, especially nothing in the way of praise for it. Really. Especially this late. I mean, it had decent combat. That's the thing. But unfortunately, it was one of those games. The world was kind of. It, it was a very bad uh, offender for Grey Brown, and it had like weird Borderlands-ish kind of open world bits, and they were really naff. And you had to drive around in a car that really just felt like uh, you know it was made of plastic. And then it did like RPG hub bits that also were not that good. Uh, it looks like Rage Two. I mean, but yeah, like I'm saying, the combat was really good, and you see people rant and rave about it. It had really nice like uh, like uh, procedural animations for people getting shot in specific bits, like physics based ones. And it had yeah, some, like it looks really good fun. fun. Like it, like shooting. If they if they you know sort of transplanting the combat from Wolfenstein and Doom. Yeah, that think, would be good. You know. Uh, but yeah, the, the new one looks. I mean, obviously, the first one, like every post-apocalyptic game, looked Mad Max, but this very specifically looks Fury Road, as I think everything will. Uh, but yeah, yeah, pretty heavily like those with lots of neon colors. I think yeah. it, look, it looks, from what I've seen, it, it, it looks like it'll be quite good fun. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, I think, I think like the original Rage was made. I don't. Is it? It's being developed. Is it being? De- is is Rage Two being developed by ID? Cause I, I think so. Because the yeah. first game obviously was. But I think it was kind of at a point in their life as a developer that was kind of uh, uncertain. Because I think it was just a few years after. I say a few years. Because what Doom Three was? Was it two thousand six? I could be completely wrong. And it was kind of not the best received, although it had really nice graphics. And then this one, you know, they were trying to switch to this new engine with the streaming textures, and in the unmodded game, uh, they're really bad. 
like the there's the te- massive texture popping whenever you enter a new area even when you like turn around everything's blurred for half a second it's it's pretty atrocious uh but yeah what was i saying i think it was kind of a place where they were a bit you know uncertain and i think as a developer they've recently uh you know come into their own again a bit more with yeah, they, uh, they're, with they're... stuff like doom they're showing that the I think the core of the game at the very least, just the shooting, will be good fun, and mm-hmm. you've, and now you and you and now you've got sort of funky powers that you can upgrade to boot. So I think yeah, that's good. That's good because I think I think with like the combination of a uh, of id software and uh, machine games, uh, Bethesda have a very like powerful combo when it comes to just making really mechanically solid shooting games. And it is, yeah, it's it's ni- it's nice to see id still doing well. Like it's nice to see them come back a bit because there was a while when like after Rage and after Doom 3 where their uh their reputation wasn't really the best. Like there were people thought they were a bit washed up because those games I mean I just... guess like now arguably they are they are probably making like you know two of the best single player shooters mm. that you can get. At yeah, yeah, true. Anyway, yep, Fallout 76, that was the main bulk of this, so I won't get sidetracked, mostly. Yet again, people right. had, lots of people had misplaced their expectations. Yep. Uh, uh, it is a online game. Entirely online. Uh, that's what I've been hearing, completely online, which sounds to me not just like, uh, you know, you can play co-op or there is a multiplayer setting, but that it has to be online. There is no single player. You cannot play it. Yeah, well, that's the like it was. The, I think the the news of that was broken by, uh, I think it's Jason Schreier, who's one of the Kotaku journalists. Yeah, and he apparently got a lot of anger for that, despite <laughs> just being like, yeah. "Here's what the game is." Don't shoot the messenger. Yeah, that's really <laughs> peculiar. Because I think after it was kind of announced, there was a there was a rumor, right? I think it was there was a four chan leak or something from a few weeks before Fallout seventy six came out that named the game. And said basically, it's like a Rust-style multiplayer survival game, and people didn't really believe it that much because they're probably speaking shit. But then, you know, after the game came out and the, like it was named, that became more certain. But I think like even after like it was mentioned, oh, it's co-op, it's about building. I think there were still people who were kind of uh, clutching on. I even saw it in some articles. Yeah, they were kind of clutching on to the hope. Mm. That like oh yeah it'll still be a, a single player Fallout game but you can play it with friends and there'll be other people in it and it's like that just turned out not to be true in the slightest it is as far as I can tell like I, I yeah. even saw one article I don't know if this is true I even saw one article that said that there will basically be very few NPCs in the game it'll be basically just an entirely multiplayer experience and so I'm interested to see that like obviously it seems like there'll be NPC enemies. That you, you'll you'll fight because obviously there's different things that I've seen uh, advertised. Like obviously there's like you know you need to have mutated creatures and death college and probably like raiders and I remember hearing something. Yeah, about, well, like, I think because I'd, I'd I'd kind of read that the it's not going to be that densely populated with other players. Like it's it, it no. sounds like it's going to be in the region of sort of ten to sixteen, something like that. Like it's not a it's not. The servers aren't big. It's it's just a relatively sort of constrained number of players. Mm-hmm. Now that uh, that sounds kind of I, reasonable, but and it's apparently not the survival elements are quite light. Like it's not. Yeah, it's mostly aggra- like 
simple. Yeah, it's not, sounds... not going to have to be managing. Yeah, like your coldness and stuff. I think mm. it's mostly supposed to be about co-op building and PvP in getting into arguments with other people over settlements and things. Apparently the map's going to be very, very big, so I'm interested to see how that plays out with, like, like you say, like small populations, especially considering it sounds like it's very drop-in, drop-out co-op kind of thing. Like, you can people can just come in and leave. And so what I wonder is how is that going to be stored? Because... Well, they've. They were, I heard. I didn't was, hear this. You can somehow move structures between servers. So right. I don't know if it like it stores the stuff that you have built. Okay. And like and like stores your map state, and then when you jump into a server, it like impo- super. It sort of it superimposes that yeah. map state over the server. So I don't. I don't really know. I, yeah, I don't know how that's going to interact with either. You know, what if there's already someone in that server that's built things in the same place you have, or what if, like, because obviously, you know, you could just move server like let's just say someone's built a big settlement and you're like oh i I want that just i don't know what just quit out and join a different server and that that group of enemy players is gone and you like you you just take their stuff i don't know how that works like that sounds i'll be interested to see like that sounds mechanically challenging and uh i'm sure that bethesda will have interesting answers for how they're going to manage that but uh, i I kind of they don't seem to have expanded much on the pve element which i imagine is considerable well yeah, well, I think the one thing they have said is that you can take over nuclear weapons. Yep. And you can nuke other people, which I, to us, I don't really like the sound of. Because I quite mm. like the idea of... Because, you know, it's a slight de- I, I was getting a slight Destiny vibe that I like. I like the idea of going on missions with friends. Mm-hmm, yeah. And kind of... But just because I think I find the Fallout world and kind of theme a little bit more appealing. Yeah, I can kind of I could understand the appeal of that kind of co-op stuff, like like you know you but build a you settlement also- and you go on missions with friends and let's just say you take out raiders and steal their shit and stuff. Yeah, like but- they've they've shown sort of lot. There are lots of going to be kind of lots of interesting big monsters. Like they showed a giant hench sloth. Nice, nice. Um, that you can fight, and there's going to be sort of. What sort of? They're not drag. They're not Skyrim's dragons, but they're kind of <laughs> fly, big flying mutant things. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but, but you can also get the the launch codes for yeah, nuclear for weapons and, and nuke other target players. other people. Which, I mean, for one, that sounds extremely unpleasant to be on the receiving end of. It sounds yeah. just like massive griefing, like game encouraged griefing, and so that sounds. Like, that that is in the game indicates a big PvP element to me. Like, a very large one. Like, that'll be the focus of the game, basically. Because I don't think you could have a game in which it's somehow balanced where, let's just say, me and you could play, like, a, you know, a co-op style of game and someone else could somehow or other, you know, nuke things without that massively impacting our experience. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's the thing. I think like, and I think it's particularly weird that something so aggressive like that is, it's almost, it's kind of it's so far from the experience that I guess a lot of people that play Fallout, yeah, want. Like, I know, cause I know lots of friends, and you see this endless videos like in so in Fallout Four where they introduce base building. People, there are a lot of people that just quite enjoyed mm-hmm. building up their base and yeah. just that, and almost that Minecrafty element of just. Yeah. 
not being disturbed and just building my nice thing yeah. and improving it and building it up. But then someone just drops a nuke on it. And it's like, oh yeah, someone's just blown up that uh, that Sorry, settlement mate. that you and your friend. It implies that the what's happening in the game isn't very permanent. That yeah. that you will have to rebuild a lot and. I don't. I don't know how that's going to work. I don't know how leveling is going to work. I don't know that kind of thing. I. I think it could be interesting because I, I like RPGs and I like co-op, but. Yeah. Yeah, like if it if it was if it was purely co-op, like, I would be quite excited. Yeah. I think I that mean, could work quite well. Like it's it's fine. You go and take out dungeons, but just the fact that someone else can show up and then suddenly it's. Yeah, like just bit ruined. You know, shoot you dead or blow up your entire base or something. Yeah, and take all your stuff. Like that'd be just be like, all right, okay, cool, that's happened. And I mean, like, I don't know. That it just implies to me that PVE will be not the focus of the game. That it will be mostly about conflict with other players. Because obviously, if even if you're not trying to play, it's like you're saying it's small player accounts, right? So yeah. If you're playing, let's just say, with four people in a server of, let's just say, 16, and, like, someone else takes nuclear launch codes, like, I imagine there will be elements of being told that they have it and being able to go stop them or whatever, but just because someone has that, like, it's, uh, you know, a bit a bit of an interesting geopolitical simulation in that suddenly now someone has the ability to wipe you off the map and you have to just consider, what do I do about this? And uh, I imagine yeah, it like might if... turn a bit uh, World War-ish because mm. you can't just let someone sit around with those when they might, let's just say, constitute the other quarter of the server. I think also that's the thing. It's just like making... trivializing the kind of nuclear weapons in that way is slightly kind of against the theme of Fallout. I've... Like, I know obviously you have, you have the... You know, it's the... What's it? Is it the Fat Man launcher? Yeah, yeah. Like the the kind of tiny nukes, but so much for that is that kind of that sat is kind of satirizing that kind of brinkmanship attitude and yeah. I've seen people uh, I've seen people talking about this on Twitter. The whole uh, you know suddenly nukes are nukes are fun, boys. Yeah, before it was you know it was before before it was a uh, nukes are fun with a kind of wink and a nod, but now it's uh, like... now it's like nukes are fun, but also nukes aren't fun because they'll the other person won't find them very fun. Uh. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. It was like, look at this, look at this shit world that is the result of nuclear pro- proliferation and <laughs> yeah. and that like attitude. And now it's just like, do you, I know you want to nuke your friend? Everyone gets a everyone. Nuke. Everyone gets. Everyone loves nukes. Have you seen them? Anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I'm interested to see what they do and what the game turns out to be. And frankly, to me, I don't know. I don't really think that... I think that in order to combine a kind of uh, satisfying, let's just say, building slash, uh, you know, PvE experience with that kind of PvP element and the kind of impermanence that comes with it is something that would require massive mechanical innovation to achieve. And uh, I don't mean to be too rude, but I do not trust Bethesda that they can come up with that. Like, yeah, I, think- I, I think it will probably just make the game feel a bit shallow and cheap in many ways. Or like, yeah. death is cheap. Yeah. Death is cheap. That wraps... That is the, the perfect note to end the Bethesda, the Bethesda conference. 
swiftly onto Microsoft. Swiftly. Very swiftly. Mike, uh, micro swiftly to micro swift. Right. What We've got they, more games that just exist. Halo Infinite is a game. They will make a new Halo game. Uh, yeah, that's about Didn't it. Say, yeah, got a trailer. They played some of the Halo Three theme. I yeah, but that, I, that's kind of that, like, oh, that nice. theme that theme music is still great. It is still very good. Um, it's still some of the showed, some of the best. They showed off a Halo ring in the uh, very short trailer. So uh, I've, still 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 doing what it says in the tin. It is still there's still Halo in it. I've not played any of them since Halo Reach. Like uh, since Bungie stopped, I've not bought it. Yeah, I play. I played four. Played the campaign of four. We did. I might have it. played. No, yeah, I did play four. I'm lying. I forgot four was on the 360. I you thought liar. Reach was the last 360 one, but you are quite right. I did play Halo four. I didn't play much of it. It was all right. The multiplayer was okay. The multiplayer was like the only a good part of it. The campaign was kind of. Uh, what's the word? Shit. Uh, yes, that's the word. <laughs> That's the one. I don't know. It, so, it just it seemed a bit phoned in. Anyway, I I, I don't know. They're not that bad. Three four three, whatever. I just don't don't care that much. So, so I guess up next, it's not technically a Microsoft game, uh, but probably the biggest game of the entire show. Maybe it, it was what? the one I saw getting the most votes the, for things people wanted to see. Yeah, the biggest, the the most hyped game, uh, and yet another game to just basically get a title. And a short trailer just showing off nice bits rather than the actual game. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Mm-hmm. Well, they didn't announce it this year. It was announced last year. No, well, it was yeah. announced ages ago, like years. They did that one, well, uh, that it, one teaser it, it, trailer. Yeah, I yeah, can't it remember what it was. I might look it up so we can. Uh, yeah, it wasn't at E3, but they've, this is their this is their E3 showcase. They showed a nice trailer because uh, they incorporated a lot of concept art that they'd shown. Yeah. Um, uh, apparently, there were like uh, gameplay demos. Uh, there like were. You had to. Ones, you had to. But... You had to be invited into their inner circle. Exactly. And be one of the the games journalists lucky enough to be shown a fifty minute game demo. We were uh, not. But from reading, from reading their descriptions, sounds pretty cool. It's in first person, which I didn't realize. Yeah, I didn't. Really, I. It's weird. I didn't hear about it, but it makes sense. Uh, frankly, I honestly, I think that. Most of the time, games that revolve around gunplay are usually better in first person. That's just kind of my opinion. I mean, maybe that's a weird one. Like, I think if you're... Maybe because I'll sound like a Satanist because of Mass Effect. But I think it makes sense to have it in first person in the... I think one of the things you can do in first person that you can't do in third person is have uh, dense urban environments that are, you know, small in a way that they realistically are. Do you know what I mean? Because in third person, you tend to need a lot of space to maneuver, and that's why things like Mass Effect play well in third person, because they have big open environments, usually. True, This is yeah. just me going off on one, but... Well, see, I was almost thinking the opposite, in that, like, for those, like... So, Cyberpunk 2077 is CG Project Red. It's a yes. sci- sci-fi RPG based on an old, a very, very old uh, RPG book. Which itself was based on uh, Neuromancer, I think. Mm-hmm. So it's um, it's very it's rooted in that kind of eighties uh, themed cyber dystopia. Yeah. That has you know 
what what you know the cyberpunk uh, genre what it means basically is that you know what i mean i see i was thinking i'd like I, in my head i've been imagining it in third person because i've been imagining yeah. those kind of like walking through a crowded market scene and the camera is above you and so you watch your character kind of pushing aside people and you kind of get that market atmosphere kind of uh i kind of i kind of i get what you mean that in a cd project i don't think i've ever made a first person game yeah i mean and just and just because the uh you know so coming out of the witcher 3 you'd almost expected it to be that kind of action third, you know that but third person style what i'm saying is I, I didn't expect it to be in first person but i can understand why it is uh basically i kind of I, I get it like i think that I think that, like, what you mean is, is true, because I think when you're in a third person like that, what you get is, like, uh, usually a kind Yours? of, a more tangible feeling that you are in, like, you are, like, occupying a space, if you know what I mean, like, that you're a, a person, because your character yeah, has, like, like a, a, a physical dimensions, and they bump into people and stuff in a way that you can see, and doesn't involve you just kind of floating. Yeah, somehow being able to, having a wider... Just having that slightly different angle on the world, I think, like in some somehow makes the world feel slightly richer. And maybe it's because you're not like staring someone right in the face. You're you're not looking at one person. You're kind of seeing the crowd. Yeah, I get what you mean. It kind of uh, it does give you more of the the impression of sort of almost like I don't know. Maybe inhabiting a real space is the wrong way to put mm. it, but. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get I get where you're coming from, but I I understand why they've they've made it like that because I hope I hope what it means is that uh, it will be a game with a lot of kind of uh, granular close up detail, if you know what I mean. Like uh, I hope mm. the urban environment is as dense as it would look to be from the trailers, and I hope that that's why it's in first person because if there's one thing that first person tends to do a lot better than third person and it's uh letting you focus on things that are up close you know you know finding small things in the environment and exploiting them or searching through things in a way that isn't as canned as it tends to be in third person uh i mean i'm kind of just rambling here but <clears throat> I, I think because i well, mean what what i'm imagining basically is you know kind of uh like, what are sci-fi RPG games? Like, I mean, something like, you know, let's just say Deus Ex versus, uh, like, Shadowrun. That kind of uh, thing. Yeah. Uh, well, that's the thing. I think, like, there is so much to imagine because so far we've just been given yeah, concept we images. We don't know theme. much about it. There's very little. And I mean, I've got a wild conspiracy theory about it that... So, there are three cla- like classes of character that you can create. Yes, and 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 one of them is called a netrunner, mm-hmm. and it's like not the really card related. Game. Yeah, exactly like the card game, and it's not it's not really related to the classes or anything. But the the popular card game netrunner is being shut down by so Fantasy hear- Flight Games. It's it's weird to hear the idea of a card game being shut down. By the way, but on you. <laughs> Well, basically, basically what happened is... So the yeah, they're abandoning support. Originally, they're not making new stuff. Yeah, so originally Netrunner was set up, was a game, a system launched by Wizards of the Coast, who are another uh, sort of board game company, and they mm-hmm. make... Uh, they make magic? Yeah. Yeah, they make magic. Mm-hmm. All right. And 
they ran that through the nineties, and and then and then shut it down. And the the system was picked up by Fantasy Flight, I think, in like two thousand ten, sort of six years ago, I think. Yeah. And okay. they added on top of it their own like theme world called Android to create Android Netrunner, which was okay, right. Literally, the the world is the same as as it's you know it's inspired by exactly the same things. So, well, so it was inspired by the other uh, cyberpunk uh, the cyberpunk RPG book. It was just yeah to, inspired by to explain the connection. If I remember right, isn't isn't the original Netrunner after they kind of made the before they made their own world? Wasn't that actually based on uh, Cyberpunk twenty twenty the RPG? Yeah. So I mean, they they like so it has an identical kind of mm-hmm. thematic lineage. Yep. Um. And so now FFG have created this like this world called this ant, which they've called Android, um, but it, they were hoping to renew the license of Netrunner, the system that they'd licensed from was at the coast, but was uh, but they weren't able to renew it, so they're having oh. to shut down the Netrunner series. That is a, that's a shame. Um, so it's weird. So they're hanging on to the Android theme, so they can still make games with that theme, but they can't. They can no longer produce Netrunner. And so my wild conspiracy theory is that CD Projekt Red have paid a huge amount of money to get the nice license for Netrunner, following on from the massive success of Gwent, and that <laughs> <laughs> the, <laughs> this is it. And so that they're going to then implement Netrunner as a digital card game within Cyberpunk, and then spin it off into its own digital <laughs> card game. There you go. That's the uh, that's the the long term. That's the game plan. From that's the, that's the, you heard project. it here first, but uh, yeah, there you go, there you go. So that's enough of my conspiracy theories. That that makes let's, sense. Let's... I can imagine it. That's uh, that's their 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 plan here. Either that or uh, it's uh, they're just going to put Gwent in the game again. Just the, <laughs> just cyber Gwent. But they're going to change the E to a three. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, moving on, yeah. uh, there was Forza Horizons 4. It's the big thing being it's set in the UK. I we were watching this at the same time while we were playing. Uh, we, we were we, we we were playing Vermintide. So like, and in, I had this on mute in the background. In between, like stabbing hundreds of rats to death, we looked over occasionally at the at the stream, and the one thing I remarked was until they said it, I didn't notice it was set in Britain because it's too sunny in in the game. <laughs> Like it's it just the whole thing is just bathed in sunlight, and it sounds pretty cool. But I've, yeah, I've never, I've never that been that interested in in, in driving games. Oh no, I, I won't play very, it. But it sounds yeah, cool. I won't. I know. I mean, I saw a very brief game gameplay demo of someone in like a a sort of big off road car just just plowing up some dry stone yeah. walls. I I played some uh, plowing up Hadrian's wall, just smashing through that that ancient shit. Anyway, yep. The uh, what was I saying? I've got friends who play it, and I played some of the, the other Horizons, and they were good. Like they they had an open world. I found them kind of engaging in a way that I don't find individual racing, and it was fun. And I know there's some people who'll be really into it because I I want to know how big it's going to be, right? What the scale is. I don't know if they revealed that, like what the precise scale is, because obviously I know that they showed off. Uh, like uh, a bunch of countryside, and apparently Edinburgh's in the game. I want to know if I can uh, if I can drive up to Aberdeen, and uh, <laughs> can I run myself over in the game? Is that is that possible? Will I die in real life? Anyway, yeah, it looks nice. Yeah, it looks nice. Will eh? that 
Yeah, well, I think like I was very curious is because it's it's you know it's it's is it an American company that makes Forza? I because will 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 you drive on the left side of the road, and will the cars have the correct I seat? I assume you're right. I think it could be a UK company. The guy who was on stage, notably, uh, had a Scottish accent. Uh, oh, Scotland okay, represent. I... So, I think it could be uh, a UK company that makes Forza. But I do not know for sure because I have never bothered checking. I think it's a different company that makes Horizon than the the main game. Well, yeah, okay. Well, I guess we'll we'll have to look at how high fidelity the rain is to right. see so, whether or not it's created by someone that lives it or someone that just merely assumes. Exactly. Normal, dri- right? So normal, normal is like normal Forza is made by Turn Ten, who are uh, based in Redmond, Washington, in the U.S. Forza Horizon is made by Playground Games. Playground Games. I should have looked this up earlier. They are based in Royal Leamington Spa. Is it Leamington or Lamington? I don't know. Lamington. I'm pretty sure it's Lamington Spa. Lamington Spa, England, United Kingdom. So there you go. There There you go. go. So they'll... We can look forward to accurate recreations of of traffic. Of traffic, exactly. That's what. And that's what toll roads. Toll roads. That's what. That's not, the real not, exciting. Not 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 having correct change, so you have to. Yeah. Hopefully, you can drive. Imagine, over imagine that any an of actual it. an actual toll road in a in a like in like that. That's the microtransactions. <laughs> you have to pay real money for the toll there's actually you you go through and you actually get put on a, a voice line to uh an annoyed sounding guy who just asks you for the money and you have to pay up or you have to turn around and go <laughs> uh, right the, next up they they the, showed sessions sessions i originally i when i was playing vermintide i looked over and i was like ah it's a skate remake i thought it was a port of like skate 3 or some shit and then i looked away and then you said it's sessions, and I was like, "What sessions?" And uh, we don't know. It's a skateboarding game. Yeah, it's it's a skateboarding game. So, if you enjoyed skateboarding games, if you there's another one. Enjoyed them. I meant to look up to see if it's the skate studio, wherever. Uh, I might might do that now. Uh, might okay. do it. Well, I'll, I'll try not to just co- make a big noise this time. I'll I'll cover Gears of War then. All right. Gears of War's getting a new game. There's more than one. one. More than one. It's 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 the Gears of War Funko Pop Funko Pop crossover that everyone was hoping for. <laughs> everyone was, yeah. I was sit, I was sitting at home biting my fucking nails, thinking, will they announce it this year or next? <laughs> Clutching your Marcus Phoenix Funko Pop figure to your chest. <laughs> I was, yeah. I was, when will they notice us? When will they notice my my? Uh, no, the, the, the people that make. Uh, the people that make this game don't even have a, a Wikipedia page. They must be brand new. Anyway, it's uh, considered yeah, and a there's spiritual also... successor. There's a tactics game for... Is yeah, it for mobile? Looks, or is look, it for console? Like Gears of War. I don't know. Uh, sorry, that's like Gears of War crossed with XCOM. So, so turn-based yep. strategy. That's Gears of War. It's, you know, the, yeah, more of that. Dying Light 2 is the second Dying Light. There's more, more zombies and free-running. Set in Paris, so um, heard keep hearing very good things about Dying Light that it kind of evolved into a very good game. Still haven't played it. Dying Light's there good. Was, Dying Light's good. It's a uh, there was 
it's kind of halfway right. So it was basically based almost on Dead Island, which was a, a kind of if you remember, it was one of those ones uh, with an infamous trailer because it had uh, that trailer that played backwards that seemed uh, like it was yeah. almost offering a sort of very emotional view into a zombie apocalypse. And then it turned out it was uh, like uh, a Borderlands-ish zombie-whacking RPG big numbers loot game. Yeah, uh, melee-focused. Yes, uh, and with lots of uh, quests in it. Which did not seem to jive with what they were promising. And then, it was it was alright. Like, it was okay, but it wasn't good. Yeah. And then they uh, came out with this, which was kind of... It's similar mechanically, but with a lot more focus on, a, like, parkour and traversal and running away from dangerous zombies. So it's kind of interesting in that way. And it kind of tones down some of the silliness of the first game. And uh, the interesting thing about Dying Light 2 is, of course... It's uh might actually have a decent story because it's the story's being done by Chris Avalon of those RPGs fame that he made. Well let's traverse away from let's that traverse away onto from Microsoft has bought a whole lot of game studios. A ton of studios. So uh, I can't even remember. Like they are them. they are they are committed to you know, fostering good games again. They are. That that's that's uh, good to see because they've well I mean, I, I won't speak too soon because they've done this in the past, where they've been like, you know, now is, now is Microsoft coming back to making good games again, or they like remember those times, like three different times they reaffirmed their uh, dedication to making good PC games. Uh, one, remember, yeah, one one of them, <laughs> yeah, was right before they came out with games for Windows Live. Um, <laughs> let's not talk about it. Yeah, let's not. Uh, They've acquired the studio that did uh, Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice, yes, and, and others. And the DMC game that people didn't like. But uh, Ninja Theory, okay. Like, the, the DMC game was okay. But I can get why people were upset about it. There is a new actual what DMC are... game. I don't think we've written that down anywhere, but there is one. No. So uh, if you're into that, I, that's I, good. Yeah, I hastily the notes and I wasn't, didn't know. Can't yeah, and I, I forgot about it. Anyway, there we go. Like, pushing a circular peg into a square hole which brings us on to square enix square oh nice one uh so why why have we put it here in the uh in this order and i think the answer is uh just cause four yeah hey segue after segue segue after segue this is really the paul bart mall cop two of podcasts yeah speaking of Uh, segues looks a lot like just cause three it does which was fun but yeah, it kind of lacked lacks depth is the wrong word. Like the Just Cause three had a world that was amazing on a macro scale, but there was very little detail to yeah the world itself. It was and like none of the it was a game that kind of hinged on its explosions and a cool grappling hook. Yeah, basically it was about go around, blow it up, and it was the same with Just Cause two because they were very similar games. Yeah. And but you, know, you just went around yeah, like, and you blew it up, and none of the settlements felt like real places, and there weren't no. that many people, and even even the forests and stuff didn't look like like real real forests. But then then the idea was you're going a million miles miles an hour in a an airplane, or like grappling hook to the side of a a, a helicopter or whatever, and you're not really supposed to stop and look at the world that much. But. Yeah, it was always it was always viewed from your character in motion 
often quite high up off the ground. Yeah. Um, so I mean, like, but I still, I still love the series. It's, they're, so they're good fun. I've I'd played... like, to, yeah, I'd like them to refine the kind of finer details. Like they've got the, the hook of their series. Oh their yeah. Grappling hook. The grappling hook of hey is uh, is awesome. It's it's great. It's just the kind of. The like the actual guns that you have to use are a bit yeah. a bit naff. I don't feel that great. Like, the driving is a bit crap. Yeah. So it it would nice to see, it would be kind of nice to see those. Yeah, all the bits of it refined become a bit become a yeah become a bit more fleshed out become a bit more fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the big thing for Just Cause Four is there's a big weather system like extreme weather, so you're gonna oh. get to enjoy the kind of systemic physics, but involving tornadoes and sandstorms and rain just like and rain colder. will there be will there be snow uh possibly if, if you're near a mountain and it snows too much will there be an avalanche studios thanks everyone nice right good nice nice one right <laughs> yeah that sounds yeah. cool uh-huh. i'm sorry for that uh, that sounds good <laughs> uh to train of thought but that's fine because tomb raider tomb raider is getting a third game a third game and I did not play the second one. I played the first one, it was good. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't play any of them, so I'm just going to have to be a quiet man. I say the first one, I mean Another the, the, game the, the new, the new, the new first one. Uh, but yeah. yeah, I think I think the, the other ones have kind of... I mean, it's like, you know, they made a big deal in the first one, like, oh, you know, this is kind of her origin story, and she's kind of conflicted about it, but that wasn't really the case that much. Uh, mostly you just killed people with uh, gay abandon. And now she seems to be Batman or something. Like that's basically the the plot of these new games, where she just kind of finds excuses to go and kill lots of things. Well, things I mean people. But you know, you know, what are you gonna do? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's probably gonna be good. I think the Shadow of the Tomb Raider was was is that yeah? I can't even remember yeah, whether is that the like new every, one or was that the last every one? Every title is just kind of a slightly uh, different way yeah. of describing a prequel. There's a Tomb Raider and there's a. The Tomb Raider. Right, it was Rise of the Tomb Raider, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. That is, Shadow is the new one. Tomb Raider. Yeah, Shadow, Shadow is the new one. Every, Rise was the each, one each, before that, and the first one was just Tomb Raider. Ah, okay. And I mean, um, people people were like, oh, you don't raid any tombs. It's like, yeah, you do. There are fucking... There are loads of tombs in that game. And you go in them and take stuff. That's tomb raiding. Well... Anyway, right. What is Quiet Man... I don't know. I've Quiet Man, Babylon's Fall, two other games. I know that Babylon's uh, Fall is the the new game by Platinum Games. What uh, is it? It's I, I don't really know yet, but it's by Platinum, so you can assume it's some kind of a third person character action kind of beat up big bosses and stuff game. It's, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of assuming that they had a kind of a Squeenixy trailer for it, in which. You know, they talked about really vague terms, but there was no Lovely. gameplay or anything. So I'm just assuming it's a Platinum Games game because I can't imagine that they're going to branch out into anything else. So you, you don't know what Quiet Man is, but it's on there. It's it's on there. Uh, there is so a game about a man who is not very loud. Ubisoft. Ubisoft. That's how we're transitioning. That is how we're transitioning. Uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey is there. Seems like their big one, and I'm actually quite interested in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Which is going back to ancient Greece. I it's quite fun. I've been kind of I've I really enjoyed two. Played a lot of two. Two is a good game. Very good game. 
I played three and I played a bit of Black Flag. I played. I haven't really picked up the series since. I the last one I played was Black Flag as well, uh, because it was a good game. Black Flag was good. I like the boats. Boats are nice. Uh, I heard Origins was good, but the weird thing is everyone was really excited about Origins, right? Because they kind of took a break. You know, they were like, right, we yeah. won't release one every year. We'll take two years for this one, and apparently it paid off because, especially with like the two, the last two that were released on an annual schedule, like cracks were showing big time in Unity and Syndicate. Like those games were apparently, you know, really buggy. The engines were kind of not up to scratch, and if they felt really rushed. And apart and from they've done it again, yeah, they've released no, Origins, and now a year later they're releasing. It's like, oh, right. Who's, I mean, I think I think it's cool that they're going to the ancient worlds. I think that yeah, like that's the thing. It's the theme of Odyssey has got me really excited. And if anything, apparently, so it's 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 set before story wise the the assassins were even a thing because yeah. they were their origins were in origins in in origins yeah. So and that's the thing, like. Oh, the, the Assassin's Creed storyline is absolutely naff. It's gash. Like the su- the success of it was, they were you know giving you these really interesting action games in just gorgeous historic settings. Yep, and then they they they've tried to tie it together, and I still don't know why no one has just axed the modern day bits. I, I've not yeah, played. That, I've, I've not played Origins. Maybe they did, but I don't think so. Well, no, they they that was the thing. Like I. I think I'm. I think I'll probably get Odyssey because I, I love the theme, but apparently it still has modern day bits, and it's, and it's just the fact that they they clearly they're they're doing something different because it now has the, these kind of RPG elements and it even has like dialogue options. Yeah. You create your own character. Yeah, they try to you, do. You, all you this choose between stuff. two characters. Uh, this has romance options. You can romance whoever you want. Fuck you, Bioware. Right. Uh, but apparently it still has the modern day stuff. And it's just like, and it's just this sort of, they could be creating cool historic games, but it's almost like they've kind of got to prop themselves up with yeah, the Assassin's with, Creed. I guess. Name. I mean, I wouldn't even mind. Like, I don't think that. I think the name makes sense because it kind of connects games that are thematically similar. But I don't think they need to yeah. connect it with the the uh, the modern day bits because they suck. Yeah, it's just it just rips you out of a thing you're quite enjoying to I, force you through often very unexciting bits yeah. that are just to deliver you narrative you don't want through yeah. gameplay that is unexciting, whether it's like a weird puzzle or just walking around listening to people talk. It's like so a- I remember, because I think was... I never completed Assassin's Creed 3. Um, I can't remember which was the last game with Desmond in it. So he was the, the big the, the main uh, character he- for a long time. I think he died in three. I think he di- okay, yeah. Because I remember, I played through Revelations. That was the last one I played through, and I think didn't that end with him like stabbing the woman or something? Because he went because like look, I yeah, I think oh, it's no, best I'm we thinking, don't we I'm don't thinking try about and remember. Oh, I just remembered yeah. all the shit with don't the, don't think about no, it. Gav. No, don't think about I, it. I remembered <laughs> all the stuff with like the like the the, the fucking space gods. No, don't think about no. it. Don't look. <laughs> I I'd completely forgot that existed, and now it's in my head again. Oh. <laughs> Fuck me. Anyway, 
Like, uh, yeah, I think because I think Black Flag toned it down, but it was still there. Yeah, so Black, like, Flag, Black Flag toned just, it down and was this and did something different. It was a really fun pirate. You, you game. were just like you're like it was still there, but it's like you're like a QA tester for an actual game that's based on the Animus or something. I never yeah, played to like, the end of it, so I don't know if it did r- r- devolve again. But and so yeah, and but that's the thing, and it made the modern day sections even more dull because it was just like first person <laughs> segments of, wa- of walking around the corporate office first person doing a job like, go empty the coffee machine like <laughs> yeah i just I, I really really hope that uh, odyssey does not reference any of the weird space god shit at all and uh, uh well you're carrying so you you don't have a hidden blade. You are instead carrying the tip of Leonidas' spear, right? Okay, which is a first civilization artifact. No, okay, right. That's bad. Let's not speak yeah. about it. Also, disappointed. That, that is disappointing that, that the first civilization are coming back into it again with their magic apples and uh, and shit. Yeah, but yeah, sure. Uh, let's not let's not think too bad about it. Let's put it out of our Let, mind. Let's hope it. Please. Let's hope it's good, and hope it doesn't bother with it too much. Yeah, like I wish there was. Or, I wish there was an option. The game had just an option to turn it off. Turn it off. I just like, uh, if you I, actually, I think it should be an opt-in. Yeah, <laughs> you can. You like if if someone at Ubisoft insists that they have to develop this garbage, it can be in the game. But I should have to like sign a waiver that says I am willingly putting myself through it. I will willingly expose myself to the modern day story. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, okay. Speaking of willingly exposing ourselves uh, to the modern day, to the modern day, the division, di- division, the division two. two. Tom Clancy, they- peace be upon him, is he's made another game from beyond the grave. Yeah, and now this time, so you're no longer. It's no longer New York under quarantine. It's everywhere. It's it's, <laughs> or it's the whole of the U.S. The U.S. has descended into a civil war, but apparently, according to Ubisoft, that is in no way a political statement to the current tensions Not between at all. political Not groups. I mean, wh- in the U.S., there's nothing political about it. Nothing. In, just at all. in the, in the same way that they made a game about hard right cults in central USA going wild that wasn't a political statement either there's no, nothing there's nothing nope. that there are, there are no there are no political the religious fundamentalists take over like an entire state and uh form an armed insurrection against the government that's not political and nor is this nope. um nope. no it's in no way it's, political i i think the weird thing about the division is that it's like it's like oh it's not political but it's like Assuming it isn't political is way worse than saying it is because it's like oh it's not political. So then, if it's not supposed to be like an actively political thing, instead or have it's, any sort of message or yeah, in, instead it's just like uh, take, take any sort of stance. It's sort of just you know what Tom Clancy's always been. No offense to the guy because I mean there's good Tom Clancy stuff, uh, but it's just kind of uh, kind of militarist power fantasy about. You know, here's cool guns, and here's here's a weird, unaccountable black ops division that just kill without mercy. Like, all right, okay, and uh, yeah. yeah, sure, that's uh, that's weird, but I, I yeah, know why people people are into it. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. Well, it's just because Ubisoft are incredibly desperate to just appease everyone. Yeah, know, yeah. They, I mean, I, I can understand it. I can understand it because it would be a pain to have to deal with it. But also, also it's it's weird. 
It is weird because, yeah. like, I think in actively, it's not that right. It's not that I'm. That I think that they should have to like take a stance with something, but I think that actively trying to avoid saying anything at all. By which I mean they're kind of I think probably yeah, they're sort retro- of making these games which are you know they're themes that are provocative, but then desperately leading away from it and being like, no, yeah, no, yeah, it, it's like. You don't need to be like. You don't need to make your game like, uh, uh, like an election campaign for your senator or whatever. But you can introduce political stuff into it without having to, kind of, like either like like proactively censor yourself from saying anything at all, lest it bother somebody, in some way that you might find irritating. I don't know. It's weird because in doing that, it's, I think they just end up making games which are just a bit weird. Like, yeah, it's the writing just seems a, a bit off because you can tell that they're like actively avoiding everything. But, yeah, just thematically bland. Anyway, speaking of actively avoiding environmental obstacles. traps and obstacles on a motorbike, much like the Division Two might have motorbikes in it, I don't know if it does. Um, it Trials. Could do. Trials. Yep. Trials is good. Uh, there's another one. Uh-huh. Um, Joseph Gordon Levitt is helping and make a game. Well, he's not. He's leveraging his volunteer network of creatives that he has fostered through. Oh boy, I heard about record, this. Record. Uh, to create content for Beyond Good and Evil Two. For a second, there, I thought you were going to say that Joseph Gordon Levitt is in Trials. Uh, but yeah, he, no. he is a motorbike. He is a he is a he's, you can get a j- unlockable Joseph Gordon Levitt mobile. Yeah, I heard about this. It's uh, it's suspicious as fuck. I it's can't like, say oh, I I like the idea of making volunteer content for a, a commercial title. Well, apparently there's a pot of fifty thousand dollars, but like if you meter that out between all of the people that kind of actually contribute to his kind of creative show, which I think is like hit record, it's you know Yeah. You're paying you're paying people pennies to contribute. And I mean I know that a lot of people are really into B G and E. Like there's no there's no easy way to uh to uh, abbreviate that, by the way. Because if you say B G and E it's just it's about as long as saying beyond good and evil. Uh how about the the Bee Gees? The Bee Gees, yep. If the Bee Gees too uh, there's there's a lot of people who are really passionate about it and who've been really wanting it to come out for a long time, and so I can understand that there'd be a lot of people who probably would be up for it. You know what I mean? Who'd be up for just trying to make sure that game comes out. Uh, but also, you know, it's uh, it's I don't I don't I also don't think it's good to uh, to ask people to contribute like that unless right. you're willing to pay them. I'm gonna keep rushing us through. Yeah, you might as well because we, we're going on for we a while. Long, and long broke our, our promise. Yeah, that was that Don't was never come. gonna never gonna happen. Yeah. But Nintendo you know, C3, are so. working with Ubisoft continually. Again, so that, that's weird Donkey. and interesting. But uh, for another day, Star Fox is in a game, and Donkey Kong, yeah. Donkey Konky, Donkey Kong DLC for Mario Mario Plus Rabbids, Starlink yep. featuring Star Fox, mm-hmm. Skull and Bones. It's a pirate. It's pirates. Game. Uh, do you think? People will buy it because they might think it's a pirate game with content, unlike Sea of Thieves. They might do. 
Well, we'll see, they see might if Ubisoft do. can convince them. They might do. More stuff for 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 Honor. Yes, yes. That's still going. That is still um, going. People are still slashing each other up as uh, samurai and Vikings and knights. So fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean there are a lot. There are a lot of nice bits within the game, but I just think it. Yeah, I'm surprised it's still going. No, you know, had a very nice du- had a very nice dueling system that was surrounded in other stuff. Uh, yeah, I guess. Game in the notes. I have. I, I stuck this in here, and I want to complain about it, but we don't have that much time, so I will just. I will just. Uh, I'll point this out. Uh, Bohemia Interactive in 2013 purchased the. I don't know if they purchased or if they hired uh, the man known as Dean Rocket Hall, who uh, made the Daisy mod for Arma Two. Uh, you know, very famous mod, survival zombie based. They hired him and decided to make a standalone version of the game that released on Steam Early Access in alpha on December 2013. It is uh, June 2018. Daisy standalone is still in early access alpha. It has never moved to beta, and frankly, the game is still much as it was when it released. And Bohemia, I think it moved to a new engine, so you know, fair dues, but also you know, whatever. Uh, have announced that they are making another uh, multiplayer survival game called Vigor. I uh, I think that's a bit of a joke, but you know, I, I'm not that upset. It was 20 quid I spent uh, five years ago on the standalone. But I do think it... I, I don't think they will generate any goodwill for it. Put it that way. Anyway, moving on. Sony. Sony. Right, so there's actually a lot of good shit to talk about with Sony. And we've still yeah, got Nintendo. I mean, That's the problem, isn't it? Like, there's still good shit to speak about. And we're... We we'll just have to of, accept that we've gone over. Hopefully people will listen yeah. to it because it's E3 or whatever. Uh, the Last of Us 2... That was a gorgeous trailer. The Last of Us 2, it was. Still, still, just, I mean, I don't have a play, PlayStation 4, didn't play The Last of Us 1, oh, always wanted to, but, you... yeah, it's still a game that you look at it and you go, damn. Naughty Dog are just unbelievably nice. good at setting up atmosphere and just making games that look incredible, like, visually so, so good. They're just, like, masters of squeezing every last inch of processing power out of a device. And the game looks unreal. Like it's 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 amazing. I really liked the first one, and I'm looking forward to this one a lot. Uh, I think I, it it still kind of has some some issues that I kind of had with the first game. Because right, so first game and this one especially. Like one thing I really liked about the trailer, and one thing I really liked about the first game is that unlike a lot of games, I even obviously Uncharted is really guilty for this. Is it actually makes killing people look and feel really unpleasant and that is something i've always loved about last of us i think in the first one obviously you ended up just killing way too many people and you no longer noticed or cared but like the melee takedowns in that game just like they look nasty it's the most realistic i've ever seen blood looking in a game yeah well like and the in that little game like the character was kind of visibly taking injury and wearing those injuries like kind of limping on yeah. their arm which was interesting to see. They took a lot of injuries. I mean, mm-hmm. it seems like. It'll... So I mean, look the the arc of the trailer is um, is it Ellie? It's Ellie. Ellie right? yep. She's at a she's at she's at a dance, and uh, kind of she's shy, and then uh, she starts kissing this girl, and it kind of like spins around them, and then kind of cuts to her 
in a forest and she gets into a sort of big fight and chase sequence where she is increasingly injured but then slowly kind of bru- pretty brutally takes down the people pursuing her. Yeah, people get stabbed, they get like it just starts with someone being a like being like choked and stabbed at the same time and it's like like it's unpleasant and that's what I find really mm. impressive about it because there's like there's awful gurgling noises and <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and then these guys like sort of, these bad dudes basically like axe someone to death in a in a forest and then try and chase her down. Yeah, sort of, they think like they disembowel a guy. Yeah, and I, but and then she, and then she they sort of chase her and she's running away and she kind of it's constantly being chased and then kind of turns around and will ambush them and mm-hmm. uh, and it's real good and then it cuts back to kind of at this dance yep just trying to try to do some socializing one of the things i find i find really interesting about it obviously it's like it's, it's an e3 demo so you can't really take it that literally but i think it's really interesting the way that they seem to have all of the enemies in the trailer uh it seemed like they were more or less individuals like they seem to have lines that addressed each other by name and like you know, when someone died, they they were like no, and they addressed them as as a like by name, and they they had wee conversations where they spoke to each other. I thought that was really interesting because you don't you don't see that very often. Like it might reduce the uh, the kind of yeah fatigue effect of you know people just becoming kind of disposable. Well, even even in the way that they're you see in the gameplay that they're hunting Ellie, like they they have personality and sort of. I think it's just because the the game looks so gorgeous and the like incredible animate like yeah the animation looked amazing but each character yeah just these like rando NPC enemies seem to have personality that they were like visibly different mm-hmm. people obviously how long how much that'll translate into the actual game yeah. is questionable but it, it is really impressive to see even in a trailer that yeah you it know, was. I mean, who knows? Maybe these are like maybe in the actual game they will be people who have been uh, built up for a while, rather than just kind of nobodies. But I think that's an interesting approach to combat, which we don't see often. You know, because usually we just kind of uh, have them as kind of dummies. Yeah, I mean, like it was. Yeah, I mean, the gameplay was just incredibly slick, unlike a certain gameplay demo. <laughs> which which aired, which we saw. Uh, they're they're in, which, uh, yeah. Days gone. Days which gone. Is, it's a zombie game. It's a zombie game. It's another zombie survival it game. It seems to be very specifically focused around that kind of almost like a World War Z notion of like really big groups of zombies at once, and you're supposed to kind of find ways to take them down using the environment and guiding them through areas that you can like light on fire and use traps and stuff. And uh, in yeah. fairness, it did have a few demos, but there was a spectacularly there bad one. An impressively <laughs> great one run by uh, where they handed the controls over to someone from the PlayStation team. Yes. And and he... I think within, within, with, yeah, within about 30 seconds of being handed the controller, had driven a motorbike off a cliff, fallen off the motorbike, and been devoured by a horde of zombies. Yep. And then he, <laughs> he he went into the settings, inverted the controls, confidently declared, that's all better now, and then crashed the bike again. 
and, and, and managed to hit just about every car. Yep. So, I, I mean, I don't want to spend too long ragging on the guy, but it was very no, funny. Like, and uh, it was... He, uh, like, he was doing his best to, like, would, to present the show. He was to play it off. And ask, and ask questions and... You know, kind of but, in, in, do continue with his interview, but it was um, it was it was amusing. It, it was, it was just, amusing, just and see. also you kind of felt bad because it was a, <laughs> a bad showcase of the game. It didn't really show what was supposed to be happening very well. In that he just kind of ended up getting chased by mistake, and then just wildly firing into the crowd of zombies, a bit like just some randomer being handed the controller. <laughs> anyway, anyway, yeah, day's uh, gone. I'm not really that interested in it. Because it just looks very well. I mean, I saw an earlier trailer. Maybe it'll be more interesting later on. But it just looked very shooty, like just gun down tons and tons of zombies, and that's fair enough. But yeah, it's mm. there are a lot of zombie games. There are quite a few. It might do something there interesting, aren't. but it looks like a kind of survival one. But there's just the one Spider-Man. Just the one Spider-Man. I, I mean, right. So I really like the look of Spider-Man. It looks I think good. It looks great. It looks good. It reminds me a lot of uh, Spider-Man Two on the PS2, which is that's that's the good one that everyone the, talks about. The best it? Spider-Man game ever made. Not only is it based on the best Spider-Man film, but I think I think it's actually based on Spider-Man Two. I could be speaking garbage, but it is. Uh, it's really good. Just lots of freeform swinging, and I've not played it in ages. Obviously, I played it when I was a kid. It could be shit, but I think it's good. Yeah, uh, I'm excited. Spider Man. Mm-hmm. If I'm not yeah. mis- one of my, my favourite, one of my favourite heroes, and I think that game looks like it will do him justice. If if I'm not mistaken, it's being developed by Insomniac, right? I believe. Uh, who I, I I I hadn't clocked it. I think it is, and they their, their last game. I I will double check this actually, because I don't want to be caught out saying something very stupid on a podcast. But uh, caught with your red and blue webbed exactly, <laughs> exactly. Down. Uh, because they made a uh, Sunset Overdrive. It is Insomniac. I'm right. They obviously they made Sunset Overdrive. That was like their most recent game. That was the Xbox exclusive, and the first game I ever bought on Xbox One before I sold the console a few like a year and a half later. Uh, and it was great. Like it was such a good game. I felt really sorry for it because it just didn't seem to pick up much steam. But yeah, I'd like these. It was basically all about. It was like kind of almost like halfway between being like a shooter and almost like a skateboarding game because it was all about kind of uh, s- like using. I think you had like a grappling hook or some shit, and you could yeah, like, you would like skate on yeah on these rails, rails and you'd guide all these big glowing monsters around. It kind of had a, a slightly like you know obnoxious, hella radical aesthetic going on, and some of the dialogue was a bit so-so in that regard, a bit overbearing, but. The gameplay was really fun. All the weapons were really satisfying, and it had this like weapon generation thing that was really good. And uh, yeah, I really loved that game. And I always thought it was a shame that it never uh, it never picked much up. I think it released on PC eventually, but I can't play it on PC because I don't have Windows. I, I oh, was it was it a Windows Store? All, all of these uh, like all the Xbox One games that come out on PC are Microsoft's deal is basically. That they're Windows 10 exclusive, uh, and I never upgraded from Windows 7 because I uh, just didn't want to. So <laughs> doomed. 
Uh, yes. Next game on the notes, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Right. This is by the people that made uh, Dark Souls, Demon Souls, Bloodborne. Uh, the title seems a bit nonsense, but it's it seems... I don't know if it is just coincidence that it is like a, a feudal Japan samurai game uh, right the year after Neo released, which was just that, you know, like that kind of I mean, mythological it, fighting demons thing. Will it be the Dark Souls of Japanese samurai fighting games? Uh, people already said that that was what Neo was, so uh, I think it will be the, judging from, it looks like it's got some wacky weapons, so I'd say it's more like the, the Bloodborne of, of <laughs> <laughs> Japanese samurai games. Yeah, it looks it looks like a lot of good fun. Like it looks like it's got some really interesting like movement because I I'm really interested to see from software number one just make another game because I I really love them and also kind of move forward a bit in their kind of gameplay formula because as much as I like it right uh, apart from you know obviously Dark Souls one two three are very similar and Bloodborne has a, a similar formula it's got a lot of variation and it is an extremely good game. But uh, they're they're all kind of pretty similar, and their structure is pretty same, and their movement is extremely similar in the way they play. And I imagine the combat will be roughly similar. But I think they showed off like a grappling hook; you could go up on roofs and stuff. Oh, this is the one with the the guy that has the kind of sort of skeletal prosthetic. Yes, yes, Mm. and all the dialogue was very uh, from software, very kind of Dark Souls ish. But yeah, yeah, it, it looks really good, and I, I'm pretty excited to see more of it. From Dark Souls to Soul Calibur. Yes, yes, Soul Calibur. I just wanted to mention these because I think it's really interesting that uh, 3D fighting games are making a big resurgence. Obviously, I have got a lot into Tekken recently, Tekken Seven, and I think because that game has done quite well and proved that there is still. I mean, it's not really a surprise, right? Something I didn't realise until I actually heard it is that uh, I think because it appeals a lot to casual audiences, uh, Tekken is the highest selling fighting game franchise ever in total oh, sales. Like, I, mean, uh, I much prefer Tekken to Street Fighter mainly because I'm just terrible at Street Fighter. Yeah, I think it's got a much lower barrier to entry than those games. I think once you actually get under the surface, it is heinously complicated. But it, yeah, the like the baseline is a lot lower because you can kind of figure out what you're doing a lot quicker because you don't need to. There's a lot of like muscle memory involved in 2D fighting games. You know what I mean? Like you need to be able to execute like quarter circles, half circle motions very quickly to actually play the game. But with Tekken, it has like a like the move lists are like a hundred moves, but they're all just a direction and a button. Anyway, what was I saying? There are some quarter circle movements. Anyway, what was I saying? Uh, yeah, Soul Calibur is coming out. And Soul Calibur, obviously, another one, like a legendary 3D fighting game by Bandai Namco, coming out with a new game after the last one had uh, Yoda in it. Just thought I'd throw that in there. This one's got uh, Geralt in it. Because they, they do a lot of crossovers. <laughs> That's kind uh, of the thing. Yeah, because remember that one had Kratos. One had Kratos. Link might have shown up. I think he did. I think he showed up on the GameCube version of Soul Calibur 2. I think that's okay. it. Something like that. Uh, I think the, P- the the PlayStation version got Heihachi from Tekken and the Nintendo version 
got a link. <laughs> but yeah, they're doing doing this new game, and it looks really fun. I'm I'm pretty excited to play it because that's the thing. It's it's like Soul Calibur is another game with just a really low barrier to entry. Uh, because again, all the inputs are basically direction and a button. It's got really simple movement mechanics, and one difference between it and Tekken is juggles are a lot shorter. Because in Tekken, at least modern Tekken, Tekken like three was very different. Like, you know, you you get off the start of a combo, and then the the other guy kind of just has to put his controller down for like ten seconds. Well, well, you basically go to town on him, but. Yeah, the, the new game looks pretty fun. There's some mechanics some people aren't so hot on, like uh, there's a kind of... Obviously, Soul Calibur has meter now. I think it had it since the last couple iterations. And there's some some slightly funky uh, stuff. And there was also also related another 6 game, uh, Dead or Alive 6. Another 3D fighting game, the other one that I was going to speak about. Uh, I've never played Dead or Alive in my life. I just thought I'd mention it. No, oh, I think I remember the quite seedy, weird... PSP photography game. There was that, and there was a uh, Dead or Alive Extreme Beach Volleyball, they, or whatever it was. Uh, those were those were rather CD. It's kind of had a had a rela- uh, kind of reputation as a long time as you know the uh, the titty game. I think yeah. they're kind of trying to tone that down in this one. Maybe they want to be taken seriously because they've uh, toned down the clevo a bit, and I don't think the jiggle physics are as exaggerated as they were the last time. <laughs> This is, this has, by the way, prompted some angry reactions from, shall we say, certain people, who who believe uh, the game is being censored. I think that it's more likely they want to be taken seriously, but you know, there was there was a whole thing, you know, with the like uh, DOA Extreme Three, where yeah, they, I they the exact same people that had problems with Battlefield Five. Yeah, probably. Because they, they didn't release a DOA X3 in the West because they didn't think it'd sell. That's roughly, I think, what they said. Uh, and some people took this as an act of uh, censorship of titties and decided to import it. I can't imagine those people weren't a DOA to begin with, like the the fighting game. From what I gather, it's uh, it's got it's pretty it's pretty interesting, like kind of halfway house between something like Tekken and something like Virtua Fighter. In that it's very uh, centered on throws and reversals, because uh, I think I don't think the yeah, that's mechanics. All, are... That's all too much fighting game jargon for me. Yeah, there you go, there you go. Too much fighting games. Let's uh, let's move on. Let's move on to a different fighting game. Let's go over to the Smash Brothers conference, which very kindly this... featured uh, Nintendo this year. Yes, uh, this year uh, the guy who makes Smash Brothers was kind enough to invite Reggie along. To, to present his other things. Oh my god, there's a new Smash Brothers game. There is a I'm new Smash Brothers game. I'm finally in a position to play it. Exactly. So excited. It, it looks good. They, they, their, their whole thing seems to be, as you've put here, every brother that ever smashed is exactly. in the game. <laughs> uh, in some form. In some form. I think some in some, some characters are assist trophies rather than... Uh, no, every, every character that's been a playable character in Smash Bros. is now in the game. Ev- every last one. Plus some new ones. Every last character. Every last character. Except Waluigi. Except Waluigi. <laughs> he's never been a. He's never been he's a never playable been? character. Yeah, has he not been? No, no, been a playable character. But it's like, like the fact that, da- <laughs> that Daisy is now <laughs> in Smash Brothers. It seems like an even bigger kick in the, you know, large angular teeth of the 
<laughs> the <laughs> well the purple lanky chap. <laughs> the well Luigi fans. Yeah. Oh man. I here I, was, I, I I've played a bit of Well Luigi in a uh, Mario Kart. I, I consider myself a Well Luigi uh Well Luigi <laughs> supporter. Just lots of big sad lanky was. Yeah, yeah, rest in peace. As we've put down here, not Well Luigi. Zero percent Well Luigi coefficient. He is a he is an assist trophy though. So he, yeah, he is he, in there. He still shows up with his tennis racket. I think I, I saw some people getting like really upset that Well Luigi isn't in the game. Like someone was raging. They were they were they were like, This is a this is a kick in the teeth to me as a a fan of a long time fan of the series who just wanted Well Luigi playable in this iteration and so on. Uh, some people were really upset. some people were some people were fucking stupid. Uh, yeah. anyway. Onwards I mean, and upwards. It's, I, to us, I like it. It continues to pe- perpetuate Waluigi as a, an amusing left-out character. I <laughs> know exactly. You can't. Uh, there's. It's worth sacrificing Waluigi as a character for uh, the backstory of Waluigi <laughs> to keep the joke going. Until like we've had the year of Luigi. Uh, eventually, right, it will be the year of Waluigi where we uh, we get to experience his uh, his exciting arc. Uh, but yeah, there are like I think there are like sixty something characters in the game. Yeah, tons, tons, loads. Uh, it seems look from it from the way it looks, it looks like it's based on a Smash Bros for the Wii U, basically. Like, it's not well, a part of the game. No, like it's it. They, it sounds like they've updated lo- like, but it, know, it looks very uh, similar it, to it. It iterates and everything, but they're including loads of like loads of fan favorite maps from the yeah. past games mm-hmm. that weren't in the Wii U version <clears> and coming back. It just, you know, looks good. You can get a GameCube controller for the Nintendo can, Switch now, or you will be able to. Right, right. I have, I have something to say about GameCube controllers. I think it's weird. I think the thing about GameCube controllers is weird. To be honest, right. Smash players are weird. No offense, Smash players. Oh, hey, you Gav. Smash, but like, <laughs> like serious, like Smash competitive players are bizarre. They confuse me. I mean, fair enough. I they're showed still up playing melee. Well, I think there was a there was a, a migration to yeah Smash the 4, Wii U version. Mm. They were they were they were keen on that, but uh, I think a lot of them are still playing that original game because it's considered to be the best as for competitive, and that's fair enough. But at the same time, I think it's it's weird because like you know, there's this whole thing about you know the GameCube controller is the best way to play. It. I don't know. Do you play the GameCube Smash with the D pad or the analog stick? So I. I can't play melee because I'm a I, I'm a sort of heretical scrub. That yeah, really, no, I don't blame you. That, gr- that grew up that grew up playing brawl. I, I think and, I've, I've and I can think only I've... really play bra- and can only replay brawl on the Wii. I've... So I quite like using the Wiimote and nunchuck. Like I went to a Smash Brothers meetup at a gaming bar in London, uh, you know, and sort of sat down with people to play Smash Brothers. And, and basically every time I sat down, they were like. Oh, I've got a spare GameCube controller. If you want one, Are you sure you want to use those? And I was like, "So, look, this yes. is my this is my life." <laughs> I don't know. Yes, I would like to use my nunchuck and Wiimote. I just please. think it's weird because until I, I heard from uh, from serious Smash players, I was under the impression that the uh, general consensus was that the GameCube controller was not very good. That the the D pad in particular was very bad. Apparently, well, it's like the the little. <clears throat> I think it's because it has the. The analog stick has the, the notches. Ha, ha, yeah, has the notches like an so octo gate of, almost. Yeah, yeah. No, I guess the, that makes the, sense actually. But 
and the C stick is like a is like a quick smash stick. Oh right, that but makes think, sense. That makes sense. But that I'm not sure if that's just a thing for noobs. That that mm, could be. I don't know. I I guess that makes sense. That's not something I really considered. Never having played melee myself on a GameCube controller, I played it yeah, once. Well, it's, it's uh, same on the same on the Wii. Well, on the on the Wii, if you plugged a GameCube controller in and you tilted the C stick, it would tilt. It would like cause a parallax effect on the main <laughs> menu. So like it would tilt the main menu. Nice. That's there's no fun. way of doing that on the regular controller, but you know there you go. Added it. Anyway, that's my weird... Th- right, okay, so if anyone, if any Smash players want to explain to me why you like the GameCube controller so much, I get, I understand that... Right, I, I think I get the thing about the stick now. I still don't get why you wouldn't just use an arcade stick, because you can get Octogates for those, and they're uh, more precise than an analog stick is. But that's just me. Anyway, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, because I, I, I don't think I'll ever be like a serious Smash player. But I like, I, I I'm, like I'm, I'm I'm bad at fighting games in general, but Smash is one that I spent far too many hours I playing like, at school. Yeah, so. I like Smash is fun. That's the thing about it, right? You don't need to spend long learning it. You don't no. need to put much like the controls are simple enough that you can grasp them right away and as long as someone doesn't pick a cheap ass character like Meta Knight or some shit, you will enjoy yourself. Or Bayonetta, right. That's Bayonetta, was she a in in the new game spammy character? She, I don't know if she was spammy, but she was very very good. I think they toned her down in an, after an update, but to begin with, she was uh, apparently like like broken. Uh, all the yeah. it was one of those things where every tournament, like the entire top eight of the tournament, was all Bayonetta players because <laughs> she was just way better than everyone else. They toned her down, and now she's a bit more balanced in Smash Four. Again, I'm not a Smash player, so I could be speaking garbage. But these are the things you just kind of hear, hear through uh, the wow. ether. As a, uh, I I don't know if I can like go around calling myself a Tekken player without being killed because I I've only been playing it for like a few months. But uh, yeah. yeah, that's a uh, as a Tekken player, jump I don't out of the bushes and rapidly martial law kick you into the dirt. Exactly, I'll get uh get fucking Bruce Lee legend kicked through the floor. <laughs> that is uh that is yeah. the the way it goes. But yeah, Smash, Smash Bros. is out this year in and December. One thing I've always liked about Smash, like, is because as as someone who plays Tekken, as someone who's tried Street Fighter and everything, Smash is always more than basically more than Tekken Seven and more than Street Fighter Five, and more than any of these other games that are coming out. It's always had a ton of stuff for casual players. It's always had a story mode. It's always had daft stuff you can do basically. Like four players with items is is just chaos. And yeah, fun. and then there's the eight player modes. <laughs> <laughs> I think I played played that once, and that was yeah. And it's just like what what is going on? Like those those massive maps on a uh, on I think it was was it on it was either Brawl or was it it was either Wii, Brawl you know, or the, were, the Wii U. Right? Eight players was on Wii U for the first time. Oh yeah, because I remember they had these huge maps, like enormous ones that you just couldn't see shit on. Anyway, yeah, uh-huh. I I. I've always appreciated that they put that stuff in there because Tekken 7, the story mode, is really short and not satisfying. It doesn't have any of the good stuff that they used to have, like a a good arcade mode, Tekken Force, Tekken Bowl was DLC, and also it's not Tekken Bowl, it's actually bowling, which is a fair joke. Like, that's funny. But, uh, you know, and then there's Street Fighter V, which didn't launch with a proper story mode, and 
I've always appreciated that Smash puts in a ton of stuff so that you can have fun with the game. Anyway, moving on again. Other, other, other stuff on the Switch. Other and stuff on the Switch. There's Fire. a Mario Party game. I oh think. yeah, Mario Party. Um, that's what, that's worth noting. Fire Emblem. Fire think, Emblem. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to a new Fire Emblem game on the Switch. Because I, 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 my only encounter of Fire Emblem is 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 through Smash Brothers. I am a kind of latter day Fire Emblem player on the 3DS. So I I've heard I've I've always meant to go back and play some of the uh, like the GameCube ones because apparently they're really good. They're kind of iconic for it. Like they're where like I think. Uh, like uh, Ike and maybe Marth. I don't know. Is Mar- Marth might yeah, be? Yeah, I, I just knew Ike, Ike is the is the like the sort of decent beginner character on on Brawl. Yeah, he was like had sort of moves that made sense and did big hits. But yeah, I've always been. I've always wanted to play like a, a mainline console Fire Emblem game because I've played the the 3DS ones and really loved them, but never played the older ones. And so I, I'm really excited to see it. I want to see it do do good. Uh, I'm pretty excited for for Bomber Crew. Bomber Crew, you love Bomber Crew. I loved Bomber Crew on PC. Love it it so much, you'll buy it again. I probably will, yeah, because I can't wait to play it in bed. In bed, on the toilet, on On the the tube, on the tube, in the car, (laughs) while driving, in in in, an actual plane, in jail when you've been caught driving while playing Bomber Crew. (laughs) Yeah, uh, it is a like a it's a ship kind of a ship management game like you're you're control you're controlling a lancaster bomber as you fly missions over germany for a second there i thought you said it was a ship management game and i was like hey i thought you liked it <laughs> no, like 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 ftl like you're managing a ship yeah. you got you have to manage your wee guys and make sure they don't yeah, die you lose their skill the you it's but unlike i think there's like ftl uh Trying to think of the other ones. There's a now it's one, but it's there's 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 no pausing in it, so you want to do everything real time, which is mm-hmm. so it really rewards like f- sort of pre-planning stuff. Yeah, because you're like it literally demands your attention be in several places at once, and so often the a, a, a particular crux moment of a lot of missions is like flak gets really heavy. There are lots of enemy fighters coming in. And you you need to take direct control of the bomb aimer to manually re- like determine when the bombs are released, and often because then you're you're not controlling everything else that's going on, you drop the bombs, and suddenly you need to do loads of stuff at once. So you need to tag enemy aircraft that are coming in so that your gunners will shoot at them, but you also need to adjust the course of the aircraft so that you're no longer just flying deeper into Europe, you right? Need to turn around, and so you've got to be like. Right, I need to be. So, like, because often, like, sometimes something will go wrong, and I've ended a mission where I've had missions where, say, my navigator gets injured just as the bombs drop, so I then can't turn the plane around to go home. Oh boy! So the plane just keeps flying in the same direction, further and further away, as you try and put out fires, yeah. heal people, ju- like you know, close the bomb bay doors, get people into gunners' positions. It gets pretty hectic, and I can't wait to struggle to do that on a tiny screen. <laughs> on a tiny screen with an analog stick. In fairness, uh, you have to remember this. I forget sometimes, but the Switch does have a touch screen, so it does. Yeah, they could so in- might, implement might be, that. Might be easy, yeah. 
Um, because I think it sounds to me like the game is very uh, clicky focused. You have to. I think you would need something like a mouse, right, to kind make of, that like kind your... of decision making happen fast enough. Yeah, a little bit. So you you sort of click areas of the aircraft. You kind of so you might be clicking and dragging to select certain crew members, and then clicking where you need them to go in the aircraft. But then there's also like a view mode. You can there's you you also need to rely on like hot keyboard hotkeys. Mm-hmm. So like learning which number will select the specific crew immediately is really oh, helpful. Right. Is, is pretty is is helpful. Uh, and like spacebar takes you into this like observation mode and you use that mode to basically like it puts your camera sort of on top of the aircraft and you've got to look around and tag enemy aircraft all right uh, and also and that like then basically means the gunners are aware of them and will shoot at them and it's also how you steer the plane so you look around and you'll see like a waypoint and you have to if you hover over the waypoint it then like tags the waypoint and basically means your plane will now turn and fly towards that waypoint. Oh, okay. So that you're Provided your navigator's alive. Yeah. Or basically, if you're, your navigator has to be alive in order to see the waypoints, basically. Oh, okay, okay. Or you can set your own custom waypoints if the navigator has that skill on the map and then you, like, use the observation mode, tag a waypoint, and that then turns the plane. Right. Um, but yeah, but no, I'm excited to play more Bomber Crew. That sounds, that sounds good. I might yeah, get it on Switch. I, I never got it on PC, but I might get it on Switch because it just sounds like one of those games that I'd be yeah, able to it, like. Kind of short bursts. Is is that right? Uh, yeah, kind of. Like I think mi- missions take like fifteen twenty minutes. Yeah, it sounds like the kind it's, of thing it's I very play much it on a, my bus right? Yeah, it's very much like and missions feel meaningful. Like after each one, you'll come back, you'll get money, and you, you upgrade your aircraft. And mm-hmm. each sort of upgrade that you get, like you like, it feel like it's not like oh. I completed the mission. I'm now a bit of a way to a thing. Yeah, like yeah. You after each mission, it does feel like you've got kind of meaningful gains. Uh, nice, even if missions nice. can be can be do get very difficult and kind of quite punishing. Uh, like I, I and I, I will admit, there are a lot of times where I just was like my plane crashed, and to avoid losing my plane and all my crew dying, I would just immediately quit the game before it could kind of save because there's no saving during missions uh and it has the the roguelike element where if your crew dies they're dead and it just gives you a new plane of a roughly similar level to the one you're at but you then have slightly more rookie crew yeah okay um what else on the switch fortnite is on the switch fortnite yeah the the it's weird isn't it you think about it the biggest game in the world currently yeah, it's it's just kind of come like a like a storm. In a way, it's it's really weird. By the way, I was thinking about this. Uh, there's two two weird things, right? One again is that Epic Games, uh, the studio behind Unreal Tournament and Gears of War, have come again in a strange and circuitous road to be essentially the lords and masters of multiplayer games. Because uh, I mean, there, yeah. there was a while where like you know, kind of. Post Quake, uh, Unreal Tournament was kind of uh, almost the game that got brought to mind when you mentioned uh, online PC shooters. You know, jumping around rockets and uh, you know Insta Gib and all that good shit, railguns. Like, 
and now they're they are now creating the apparently I, I heard this this figure uh, out of nowhere three hundred million dollars a month spent on Fortnite. Wow! Apparently, more than a hundred million people have installed and played the game. Obviously, it's free, so it's not like a hundred million is that insane, but that is a that is a lot. That is insane. I mean, it's yeah, that's huge. Like. Uh, it plays well on the Switch. Like I, I installed it and had a go. Yeah, I've had a go. But I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't that enamored with Fortnite on the PC. I just something just didn't didn't click with me as well. I preferred yeah. the, I preferred the nothing happening of PUBG, and like yeah. the atmosphere of PUBG to I think, Fortnite. I think we're kind of similar. I find, uh, I don't know. I think it's weird, isn't it? It's a bit like I, I don't want to sound like I'm being oh, you know, I'm too cool for Fortnite. You know what I mean? But mm. I think. There's there's something about the uh, I don't know, like you're saying, PUBG sometimes feels a bit. I mean, it it just feels a bit more. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to say less kiddie, even though it is absolutely less. Kiddie. It's the. Uh, it's not. It's not. It's like it's that like, faux kind of feels more realistic. It's not, yeah, but it's not really more realistic, but it kind of feels it. I think. But anyway, I'm not going to talk about how like. Yeah, it's PUBG more immersive because you get the. Like, but, qualitatively, I don't really think that PUBG is, like, way better. It's just kind of my personal preference. Yeah. Because I never really enjoyed... I played it and I didn't really enjoy... I don't really enjoy the aspect... I like the aspect that you can build stuff, you know, to use as, like, a fort, or you can build we covered things. But I never liked the bits where, you know, apparently combat involves rapidly switching to building tools, building a wall in front of yourself just so the guy that's like two meters away from you can't shoot you because like mm-hmm. the walls appear instantly and then fill in but i never really liked that and then there was all the they recently uh changed the game a bit in that shotguns no longer kill you in a single hit which is nice because that yeah. was kind of one of the things i didn't like is just and then there's then there's the dabbing like uh <laughs> just that that kind of stands on its own i, I don't like being uh, killed by a child and then having him dab on my corpse um that's just that's just personal preference but i get i, I like that it's kind of colorful and stuff yeah like, it's, I kind of, it's, it's, it's light-hearted it's, uh, maybe in a way that PUBG isn't and i think that can be a good thing yeah i mean i played it on the switch and it, yeah it was the same i thought yep. it, it kind of ran pretty well did, it does i, I think did, it's did like it's rock solid 30 frames per second undocked i know that some people will I'm, be like oh it's not yeah. good enough but it's uh is what it is I think I enjoyed it a bit more, but I think that was mostly the fact that I was just enjoying being in bed. Yeah, I think that because you because I'm I, I feel less you know I don't I don't really tend to get frustrated with the, when I'm playing games on the Switch just because you know it's like it's a it's a handheld console and literally at any point if I'm I can just put it down and I feel a bit more uh, detached from it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, like it's it's I think it's a good fit for the handheld. Like just it's a. There's a reason people are antsing to get it on mobile, and I can get why it's going to be probably a big, big success on Switch. I mean, yeah. speaking of detached from anything, detached from uh, we, reality. We can, we can end. Yeah, we can. Uh, we can end with Death Stranding. Death Stranding. It, it wouldn't be a bits and pieces podcast without without Hideo without, Kojima rearing his <laughs> without, head again. Without the Kojima Kojima corner. The Kojima corner, exactly. Uh, we're all, we're coming uh, up on two hours. Where did it, yeah, so I mean, we've what we've done is E three in an hour, and a second hour, and a second hour. Yep, E three in one might say two hours, but it won't be in three a, in hours. Another thing, we've done E three in an hour twice. 
Exactly, exactly. I think the content is good today. The winds uh, of content were blowing in our favor. <laughs> right. <laughs> Death Stranding. There was, was a, it, a big yeah. trailer with actual. Was it what? When did it? What tra- What conference did it actually come out in? I don't I know. Just kind of. I cannot remember. Sure. Uh, but yeah, there's a there's a trailer of Norman Reedus being a d- delivery man carries a baby on his chest, carries a what looked like a corpse yep. on his back, just walking about the place. Now, I I was saying to someone when I, they they like linked me the trailer. I didn't see it live. They linked me the trailer, and I just said, you know. Because they, they were kind of... I was speaking to my friend, and he was kind of like... Uh, you know, there's a bit where Norman Reedus basically pulls out a gun, and he was kind of like, oh, I hope there's, like, you know, traditional combat in the game. And I was kind of like, nah, I'm not so hot on that. I I would I said to him, I would be completely fine if the whole thing was basically Hideo Kojima's weird, like, sci-fi hiking sim with Norman Reedus and his funky feet is <laughs> doing whatever his weird job is in this kind of like post-apocalyptic world, unraveling the mystery, transporting this equipment around, doing whatever kind of, I don't know, geological scans or whatever he's doing with the big shit. That That's I mean, what I would like. I, I'm not like, I don't... Well, that's the thing, like it... Because for this trailer, it looks like he's some sort of delivery guy. So my theory is perhaps someone was chatting with Hideo Kojima and described the concept of a delivery delivery <laughs> man. And so Hideo Kojima go. kind of spun that out into through his... What if he delivered babies? Cra- crazy what? thought process. It's like, <laughs> delivery, and yet you also say that a nurse delivers a baby. <laughs> what if that was a metaphor for the passage between life and death? Ooh. <laughs> But yeah, I, I really like the trailer. I'm I I have no idea what's happening, and I love it. I want to see yeah. more and like, of it. The, we saw what actually looked like gameplay, but we're still no closer to really. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, it looked a bit like <laughs> a hiking sim. He like fords some lakes, goes up some hillsides, sneaks around Pulls a bit, a thorn out of his toe. Yep, and I I I like it. I like what I see, and I hope it's I hope it's weird, and I hope it. Uh, I hope the mechanics are interesting because that's what Kojima was kind of hyping up, right? He was hyping up, oh, we're going to do new stuff, new mechanics that people don't really think about, and that's what yeah. Because I, I, th- I think it was that quote where he said, the, "Like the, before Metal Gear Solid, you didn't really have the stealth genre. We're doing something similar here." Yeah, that'd be that'd be cool. I think it'd be cool. I mean, yeah, I I'm very I mean, excited. What if he'd just never, he just somehow hadn't played a game with fetch quests before? <laughs> no, he didn't even know they exist. <laughs> and has basically invented them. He has invented them. Nice job, Hideo. I don't know. I'm, I'm really keen. I want to see it. And that's why, that's why I'm saying to him, I would be happy enough if, like, obviously there's going to be stealth involved. I don't know if it's going to, if there's going to be human enemies or if it's just going to be those weird things like that one thing i like about it and one thing one reason i don't want there to be too much combat and i want the stealth to be if nothing else uh spaced out is because uh they are actually kind of creepy like that's the Hmm. thing i find i find the the monster things in it like like genuinely a bit unsettling like the first trailers they were unsettling and they're still unsettling here and i i'm really keen to see more of that because i think the whole world is a bit a bit unsettling and I want to see what he does with it, and so I don't want to like, because right. So to begin with, with Metal Gear Solid Five, just to kind of go off on a tangent again, I found it was really like immersive, but over time, 
it felt more like like a toy box. Do you know what I mean? In a good way. Yeah, because like because you the story slowly just kind of disconnected with itself and didn't yeah. give answers, and so it increasingly became the sandbox to play around the in the world with. So it's like, yeah. here is my fun Metal Gear Solid stuff. Do I want to sneak with a dog? Do I want a mech suit? Yeah, and it's like, oh, I'll just I'll go Fulton 300 people in this base again, just for a laugh. And, like, it was, uh, yeah, I, I felt like eventually... I'm not going to go off on immersion or whatever, but I think the kind of... The feeling of solidity as a, a game world kind of... Kind of disappeared over time. I think that's because it was kind of a Peace Walker more style than anything else. Yeah, but anyway. it became a fun systems sandbox that yeah. lost the the sense of a world. Mm-hmm. And I, I really hope that what he's doing in this is like almost the entire opposite. Just, well, I mean, I don't know if you'll have the sense of a, a world, so to speak, because of how weird it is. But I, I'm I'm really excited for that game. I want to I want to see weird stuff. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yep, yep, well, yep. I guess it. I mean, it ended with uh, French actor Leia Sedu. She ate a, what looked like a fetus right at the end. I thought she's, it looked like a, a little grub or something, but it could have been a tiny fetus. I don't know. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't clear, and then just, just kind of there was just sort of yeah. protracted, a very, very detailed kind of, animation of her munching, including yeah, a very sort of detailed sound of her munching as well. Yeah. Yeah. ASMR. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so it's, it's quite an all-star cast. I mean, you've got Norman Reedus, Mads Mikkelsen's in it in some capacity. Mm-hmm. So is um, Guillermo del Toro. Yep. I feel like... I mean, I, I, I'm really happy that he's making like what looks like a horror game. Because I really wanted uh, Hideo Kojima and Guillermo del Toro to make Silent Hill. And that didn't happen. And so I'm really happy that Death Stranding it looks like a horror game. It's almost like it's almost like weird sort of it's almost sort of Lovecraftian sci-fi in, in, yeah. in, the, in the in the kind of way, in the way that it's sort of unknowable and kind of incomprehensible just mm-hmm. unsettlingness. More about yeah, like unsettling you rather than startling you. And that's that's really good. That's really cool. But yeah. I mean whether or not it'll be a good game, hey, who knows? Who knows? I mean, that's that. That's that. That seems to be a, a big takeaway from the C three. Lots of games were shown, but very few. I mean, maybe it's, maybe it's just because I've paid attention to the C three more than I have for the last couple of years. But there were a lot of all of a lot of the biggest games were simply here is the title we are making this game. Yeah, yeah, I guess. And uh, like only, you, you want to see really a bit more? Smash, yeah, like only really Smash Brothers and. Uh, Fallout seventy six were kind of here is the game like well, actually we didn't see Game of Thrones six but here is like yeah. here is the here is the game it's coming out this year yeah yeah like the other ones are like oh it's coming twenty nineteen it's like oh okay because I mean at this point like when I see someone say next year it's like next year but very malleable like oh well it might happen next year or it might not yeah oh well uh, and that that brings us to the end of our list that's that's the end that was. The three E's for 2018. Yeah, the three E's plus our. I mean, yeah, plus our entertainment and extravaganza. Yeah, I feel extravaganzed. Anyway, we've. I think there'll be a ton of shit we've missed out. So if you want to shout at us about it or whatever, just 
yeah. All me- by all means, by all tweet means, at us. Tweet at us. With the things that you think are the best and that we missed. Yes. At bits plus pieces on the Twitter. That's, Twitters. that's the Twitter. And uh, and if you found us without the website attached, oh. yes. classic Nevi. Classic uh, Nevi line. He's not here, but not he here. is in spirit. Uh, you can find us at bitsandpieces.games, uh, where we've got loads of fun articles. And loads of The good... rest of this podcast series. Uh, and all sorts of all stuff. All good stuff. These, the, those two guys, George and Nevi, recently visited the UK Games Expo. You can see all the good things. Us, us just us having a good that time. they saw there. With board games. That was the other E. The mysterious seventh E. Anyway. From Tabe Eel Talk. <laughs> yep. But yeah, yeah, that was uh that was good. I'm I'm glad that there was an E three this year. Uh the other times, you know, yeah, who cares? Uh but this this time, I mean I think we did an E three podcast last year and I think we knew even I mean, less about it than we did this time. I feel you know, we've we've done that we've done a two hour two hour extravaganza. Two hour extravaganza. Like we've been to E three. We have we experienced were E three and in, come back in know, body and soul exactly i feel like i've been podcasting so long i feel like i've just i'm jet lagged i've come off a plane from america uh having paid like whatever it was 250 dollars because there's no way i'd get a press pass uh to see all the stuff so yeah and i'm glad that you you the listener joined us on this uh this experience i mean it's it wild was ride. quite a journey and you know, i hope it was useful I'm sure it was, I'm sure it was. Uh, I think that just leaves us to say cheers. Cheers. Goodbye. Goodbye. See you next time. Yeah. Are we done? Yeah, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll hit stop.